My name is Tara Trificana, and I am the founder of Bondage Hot Sauce LLC, a hot sauce line based off of failed relationships. This idea came from my ex-boyfriend who cheated on me on Valentine's Day back in 2012. Yes, I understand we're in 2020, but I am Latina and I don't let things go. Um, so he cheated on me and I made him one last farewell meal and put him in the bathroom for six hours and I left. And since then, I've just been making different sauces and putting different ingredients together and decided to launch my business this year. Uh, unfortunately, COVID hit, so that's kind of put a damper in things. But I've actually gotten to the point where I have 77 pending contracts. And that's why I launched my Kickstarter campaign, which is under small batches on Kickstarter at Bondage Hot Sauce LLC. Bondage Hot Sauce LLC, because it's based off of failed relationships, every sauce comes with a story. So the sauce's names are Still Single, Because You Cheated, Ghosted, and This Is My Revenge. Now, Still Single is mildly sweet with a punch of heat. It tells a story about how a relationship starts off sweet, things get heated, and before you know it, you end up single again. And that's Tomatillo, so it's a green sauce. Because You Cheated is Habanero, it's hot, but it's not overpowering because you're still in the grievance process. You don't know if you're going to go back to your ex or you're going to find a rebound, but you're visibly upset. Ghosted is when your dumbass tries to get back with your ex and you end up getting ghosted. And that is actually Trinidad Scorpion Peppers, not ghost peppers, but Trinidad Scorpion Peppers. And this is my revenge. It's just seven years worth of pain, the bullshit, you know, the agony of online dating, finding people that are just not going to commit, trying to get back with your ex. It's basically your time to say, you know what, I'm moving on. But before I go, let me burn your booty hole. And that's what I'm looking to do. I want to burn booty holes by the masses. I love burning booty holes. <laughs> so what you can benefit from Bondage Hot Sauce LLC is long nights on the toilet, colon cleanses, and a new way to spice up your life and your food and give your taste buds the ride of their life. I do have a website. It is www.bondagehotsauce.com. I also do have product in stock right now. I just hope that I can get this Kickstarter funded so that I can fulfill all my pending contracts and finally burn booty holes by the masses. I know that sounds horrible, but I also do stand-up comedy, so it all ties in together. So my question to you is, will you let me burn your booty hole? Come visit Kickstarter Bondage Hot Sauce LLC. It's under small batches. Visit my website, www.bondagehotsauce.com. Any donations are appreciated. Very helpful. If you're not able to chip in, because I do understand we're in the midst of a pandemic and people are struggling, if you're not able to chip in, I just ask that you share the link. Thank you so much. Switch.
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with a brand new episode of the Boochcast. Party on, Vinny. Party on, Elvis. This week's episode is entitled, I Don't Like Mondays. And Tell me why, Vinny. Oh, the reason we chose this title is because um, Elvis and I are trying something uh, new this week. Uh, Elvis has, um, he has uh, begged and pleaded and twisted my arm uh, to make this change. So we're giving it a shot. You fans, let us know if you enjoy it. If not, we'll go back to the old song and dance. Um, Basically, what we're doing is we decided to pick it for the for this variety show we were gonna pick a different theme song every week uh, I know that we have a tradition where we have our theme song we change it every two years um Elvis felt like you guys were getting tired of it so we're gonna take the so for now we're gonna take the theme song shift it over to part two because it's, it's just cover done by Desmond and Desmond does the AEW now so we're gonna shift that over there and try something new and while we were looking for songs we came across the song I don't like Monday by the Boomtown Rats. And apparently, um, there's something interesting about this band. Elvis, you shared some very interesting info about this lead singer. Yeah, so lead singer is the guy, if I'm not mistaken, um, he's the one who... Um... I say he's the one who started Live Aid. Um, he's the one, the guy who got who got everything started with that. So you watched that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie, that last concert that Mr. Uh, Freddie Mercury was in, where he was like, "Ayo, ayo," you know, all that, all that stuff, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that guy, uh, I think it was called Live Aid. It was back in '85. He did this song. Now, what does that song replicate? If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look it up here in a second. That song was done, I guess, like there was some kind of murder. I can't remember. It was. Either are done in uh, the UK or the United States. I don't remember what it is, but um, typically what happened was the story goes is that killed someone, straight up murdered somebody. And then once they finally figured out and caught the person, asked them, why did you kill this person? The guy simply said, or the girl simply said, oh, simply, I don't like Mondays. That's it. No other reasons. They just really hate Mondays. Yes. So we decided to go with the uh, don't like Mondays because here's the thing. Uh, I Obviously, Elvis and I have no plans to murder anybody anytime soon, but... Um, we don't, I, I don't really like Mondays either. Do you? Not really. And you know what? I just found it right here. So, um, I guess it says over here in San Diego, January 29th, 1979, a public elementary school in a San Diego person, um, the principal and a custodian was killed and eight children and a police officer was injured. When they asked this woman, well, why did you kill all these people? She simply said, I don't like Mondays. That is insane. And no, I don't like Mondays because it just reminds me that one, the weekend's over. Two, I have to start my work week, which is always heavy. And I'm always lo looking for the weekend. So um, yeah, no one likes Mondays. You know who else doesn't like Mondays? Garfield for years. Yes. He's been against it his whole life. Oh yeah, and it's even and the thing is if you even take it a step further, it's like in the movie Office Space, whenever someone's in a bad mood, somebody walks by and goes, Someone has a bad case of the Mondays and just well, walks I, away. I, 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 and then well, I don't know. If someone told me that in an office, I would want to kill them. I'm not yes, lie to you. I would too. And the thing is, is that you know, yeah, nobody likes nobody really likes Mondays. I mean, usually there's only two things people really look forward to on a Monday, and that's uh, Monday night football. Football and Monday Night Raw. That's about it. Oh, nope, nope. You got it wrong, buddy. What? You're like four twelve Mondays. What? Obviously, the YouTube series being the elite, it, it drops every Monday. That's the only thing I look forward to on Mondays. <laughs> the elite. The, oh. the elite. Look at that. Oh, that's right. And also, I just realized there's one more thing people can look forward to on Mondays. <gasps> Our show. Our show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was gonna be my second one. I, you didn't give me a chance to actually get that out of my mouth. 
I was trying to say it. I was like, oh, wait, our show drops on Mondays, too. So yeah, exactly. You, you know, so it gives you something to lift your spirits on a Monday. And, um, yeah, and obviously, you know, workloads are heavy for everybody, especially since, um, you know, Coffee Man's still getting on my goddamn nerves. I'll just say that. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean. He's really grinding your gears. He's grinding your beans. Yeah, he's really, he is definitely grinding my beans. And, uh. Honey, I need you to grind my beans, and I need you to grab my beans. I need you to roast them in hot water. Ooh, here's all the things you can do. Here's the things you can't do. And go fuck yourself. Exactly. It's 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 almost like Arthur's like in my office. <laughs> no, 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 don't get this wrong. There's some coffee that's pretty good. Although he's not giving you everything you need to work with, just work with what you got and it should be okay. Well, let me tell you something. I don't think that's a good idea. I think the guy, the, cr the crap he gives us is not enough to work with. That's crap. No, no, Arthur, no, Arthur. Don't get me wrong. He didn't give you enough photographs, but at the same time, it's something to work with to get some kind of project started. That's very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, because apparently, like, I had to, like, I created these, like, posts and the guy, and here's the thing, my, my boss wanted me to change them but the problem is by the time he wanted me to change it it was already published so i changed the other ones and i just went on my work and he got and he got mad at me for not changing that one i said well it's already out there he said well you can go to the facebook page i was like no i can't and we obviously everything 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 between me and my boss is cool but this is one of those rare moments where we were butting heads over something because uh -oh. apparently, because apparently, Coffee Man called and started bitching, so it just got both of us frustrated. But I mean, everything's still cool between me and my boss. I just, it, I, I basically just apologized because I knew it was one of those arguments where if I kept going, I was gonna say some shit I shouldn't say. So I'm like, I'm just gonna apologize and walk away from this. It ain't worth it. I like this job hashtag, too much. Hashtag, hashtag HR nightmare. That's Benny Bucci. At <laughs> least you, at least you had enough gumption to stop yourself and you know see yourself out of that situation. Be like, you know what though, I'm not going to Benny Bucci this up today. No. And yes, I did use you as that. You did not Benny Bucci it up to that day, so it's good yeah. for you. Yes, there was no booching it up of any kind. So and you, you could have booched it up. I mean, you didn't Zachary Scott it, but you. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> if I had Zachary Scott it, I'd be unemployed for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you would have. Yeah. Shout out to Solus Ginger. <laughs> exactly. And Mitch. Oh yeah, and Mitch. We miss Mitch. <laughs> we miss Mitch. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, you know what was funny? Um, a few weeks ago, and obviously these haven't aired yet, but um, Gator, Gator and I were doing a couple of uh, just like breaking kayfabe segments because I record with Gator sporadically, and then I decide where I'm gonna place it. Um, and one of the times he was doing a joke about rest in peace, Mitch. So I said, so I said, I said, yes, he was a good old mattress. Suffered a timely fate, and he goes, he was like, mattress, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, Mitch, the mattress, ain't that what we're talking about? He goes, he goes, I mean the potted plant. I went, oh. Oh, he was referring no. to Mitch the potted plant that Jericho broke on years ago. I was talking about the mattress because that's the only Mitch I can remember is Mitch yeah, the funny. mattress. Yeah, it's funny because like I don't think he listened to that segment. I think we should post it up again. We got to find it and post it somewhere. Or was it? Wait, was that a text message? They what yeah no text? that that was in text messages where you I think oh you got God. you got really drunk one day and you came up yeah. with like this. Er erotic novel like not even like sexual or graphic it was more like stuff you would read in an erotic novel about zach's relationship with mitch the mattress <laughs> the air mattress yeah, the, the air mattress they locked, the, the way they locked eyes at a walmart and how he, <laughs> he went past the del earnhardt um popcorn stuff it was something weird oh it, it was, was 
I'm reading this like, what the fuck? And it is they before I could even reply, they just keep filing in. I'm, I'm literally reading this like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Keep in mind, he's drunk the whole time, ladies and gentlemen. He just, and this is like one, two in the morning. <laughs> That I'm getting these... where inspiration comes. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just getting these text messages like 2 in the morning. And I'm like, usually when someone texts me at 2 in the morning, if 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 they're not if they're not injured or we're not moving a body, I'm kind of pissed. But this was entertaining as hell. Like, I'm like, I can miss sleep for this. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I was like, all right. So I had something on mind. I had to tell a story about how, <laughs> how uh, Zachary met his air mattress, the queen size. Uh, and I'm, why I named him bitch, I have no idea. But it was one of the best stories. I have to look it up again. I don't remember. I don't remember that conversation. I mean, I remember it vaguely. We definitely have to do it on air sometime and tell a story from top to bottom because I thought it was just too good. Yeah, I'm definitely like trying to. I mean, I could I could scroll through right now, but it would probably take a while since it was so far back. Yeah, it was about a year or so ago when we did it, though. But uh, exactly more. But I'm surprised you keep your messages. I, I, I typically when I see a message on there, and I may may sound like an asshole saying it though, but at the same time, I don't keep my messages um, for space. I have so many videos and photographs of um, Zoe and my dog and my daughter and all everything going on in my life. Um, I conserve space because text messages take a lot of space. And it doesn't seem like much. It's a lot of them, but um, I keep it open. So whenever I see a text message and for instance, you and I have conversations all the time, you know, wrestling or gifts or whatever it is. But, you know, after a while, after about a week or two, I just take them off um, just to conserve space. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I just... Some of them I keep, some of them I don't. I just look, I like, I like to, I just don't, I, I just, I don't really go through the whole rigmarole of deleting. I just, just. The rigmarole, I like that, I like that. So, um, hey man, so tell me about your week, man. Uh, it's been a week since we talked to each other, or well, on a radio, I guess. But um, what was your week like? What'd you do this week? Um, Mostly? Um, I was, I was mostly doing, you know, at the, uh, at the old job, you know, uh, getting things done. Uh, Jerry and I, um, last week we filmed a special episode of Complain Time, uh, which is going to air, uh, on Sun. actually on, at the time you're listening to this, it's already aired, but the time we're recording this, it's coming out Sunday. This Sunday, um, and because I was trying to come, as you guys know, with complain time, I try to come up with different top with a different topic every week. Because what's and what's great about this show is I can always find something to complain about. So that's why it's very hard for me. Although some, although lately I've been getting some writer's block on what to work with because mm-hmm. I have some parameters that I can work on, some I can't. And I recently run some ideas by my boss to see what he likes. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, he trusts my he trusts my judgment. But I always like to get a second opinion from him. Um, he always call me when I'm drunk. You know that. Which oh yeah, the other day. absolutely. Oh yeah, I definitely have you on reserve if I run out of sh- if I completely run out of shit. But one of the ones that I come up with and I written this like a long time ago was I wanted to do another office complaint. And this one is basically, and Elvis, you can probably attest to this. You ever had a situation where you were working at a desk and you had an, and you had a coworker that was listening to music on their headphones, but then they start singing the song out loud? Yeah, it's it's. Kind of annoying sometimes, um, I guess, when you see it, especially like when the person's tone deaf. Yeah. He's like, tell me right, ain't nothing but a heartache. It's like, exactly. Oh, come on, dude. And like the guy's trying to pretend that he's listening to like death metal, but it's Backstreet Boys. Whatever, dude. We know what you listen to. Oh yeah, exactly. So I was trying to come up with that, but then I thought, okay, I want to do this one differently because there's a lot of them where it's just me in front of the camera, which is great. But sometimes if I can change, it'd be great. So I thought, what if I had somebody behind me singing out loud while I'm trying to do the video? So I wrote my script the way I normally do, so I can know what I'm gonna say. And then I brought in a song, and so I have a special guest on Complain Time. Would you like to know who it is? 
Jerry Truman. Yep. I love Jerry Truman. He's like a unicorn and a, he's like a unicorn <laughs> leprechaun and a gold at the end of the rainbow. Hard to catch, but once you do, you try to spend as much time as you can in that little circle because once it's gone, you won't see it for a very long time. Oh, yeah. So literally, this, the, the video is going to start with me saying, hi, this is Vinny and welcome to Complain Time. And meanwhile, Jerry's behind me and he picked, we, we went through the songs he picked. I said, look, I'm allowed to cuss on Complain Time, but I want your songs to not have cuss words in them because it's going to be too much work for me to bleep. So we approve them. So so literally, the show starts. The, the video starts with me saying, "Hi, this is Vinny. Welcome to Plain Time." Meanwhile, Jerry's behind me singing. It's seven o'clock on the dot dot cruising the streets. <laughs> He's singing so, "Nice and Slow" by Usher. And here's oh, the thing: man. he's singing it ridiculously in the video. But I shit you not, I love this story. This is about this is going back like ten years. Um, Jerry and I went to Austin's in coming because I used to go there regularly when I was dating Maria. And then later hey, what, when I dated Andrew. I live in, I live in coming. What's Austin? Is it a steakhouse? It's a steakhouse. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is it's it like good old days is here. Well, I'm sorry. Is it next to Applebee's right over there in El Plaza? I think so. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, there's good old days. And then you, just before you get on the exit, there's a steakhouse. That's Austin's. Um, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I've seen it before. I just couldn't pinpoint exactly because I was all around, in and around those areas all day yesterday. So yeah, um, so it's like just, I'm sorry. Yeah, just before you get on 400, that's okay. But yeah, so we were over there and we used to go there regularly because it was karaoke. So I would do some karaoke songs, and Maria loved karaoke. She's like a fantastic singer. She's one of those people that's like this, this bitch needs to get on the Voice at some point because she's that damn good. Um, so I go on there and I'm doing my usual thing, like I I always do, you know, Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive. That's like my go-to. That's my uh. That's the one that makes the ladies go nuts because I can. Say, oh, I that's that's your that's your go-to for karaoke. Mine yeah. is um. I have a couple of them. So I have Twist and Shout from the Beatles. Okay. Um, I I usually like to grab a person and do uh, Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Uh, for some reason, that's a club banger. Um, it's really fun. Um, if I'm really drunk, I'd like to do Stone Temple Pilots' Interstate Love Song because uh, I think I sound like him. But then I saw a video of me playing it later on, me thinking I was hitting it, and me hearing it, I'm like, oof. Like reality and like what you think what you sound like and what you really sound like are two different things. Exactly. So so Jerry goes up there, and I'm thinking I never heard Jerry do karaoke, but I've been mm -hmm. around him enough times to be like, this is gonna. I don't know how the fuck this is gonna go. It's gonna be amazing, uh, dude. The second the song starts dude people don't know this you wouldn't know this from talking to jerry he's a fucking player like it, it's he don't tap into it often at least around us but like that dude's a player i watched him serenade this older white lady in the front fucking row and i was just like my I, you can't see it because it's audio but my jaw was on the floor i was like what the fuck like, dude, if it was legal for them to throw their panties on the stage, they would. Then again, it is coming Georgia. Most of them probably aren't even wearing them. But my point is... Oh, that's, <laughs> that's some shade. That's some shade in my little hometown. You better take it easy there. Over there, Milton or Johns Creek, wherever the hell you're at. You better be careful. You come on my side of town. I'll be throwing my panties at you. You better be, you better be careful. <laughs> Hey, like I said, I've I've gone to coming many times, so I know what I know what goes on down there. But I'm just saying, it was dude, he and this dude, he was chatting this girl up and everything. Like, Jerry really is a player. People don't get that. Like, this dude gets laid a lot. You know, I mean, granted, sometimes he's batting for the other team because he likes to play for both teams. But when he steps up to a girl, he steps up to a girl. Like, it's because he's got that confidence, man. He's got he that does. fucking Jerry Truman confidence, man. That's what I always loved about Jerry. Um, he's just, again, I remember when I first met him. I mean, I guess it was through you at a wrestling event. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we talked a couple times and he was just, I thought he was hilarious. He was awesome to hang out with. 
Um, but then uh, I got his number. I remember I used to call him uh, from work, like in the afternoon, and getting back home, it took me about 30 to 35 minutes. He just then woke up at around 3 o'clock because <laughs> he's, he's a night owl. So he yes. probably wakes up around 1, 2 o'clock. I'm like, hey, Jerry, good morning. He's like, hey, Elvis, how you doing? You know, in a whole Jerry Truman voice, yeah. which is amazing. And the reason why I love talking to him because I could talk to him for a half an hour to an hour and literally talk about nothing and everything and my day felt so much better. He should be a motivational speaker or something or just so when you listen to when you wake up in the morning so you just have that extra pep in your step. I love Jerry Truman. He's awesome. Oh yeah, he's amazing. So yeah, so I was watching this and like the thing is like I remember one time like I'd seen him and I asked him this because I was um we were doing this uh I can't remember. Now somewhere this audio podcast might exist but I don't think it does because it was on Daily Splice when we were on there years ago so some of this footage might have been gone but at one point we were talking about you know that we were telling that story and one of the things that people used to always rag on Jerry about was the fact that Jerry prides himself on being um, bisexual that's his that's the orientation he is but yet he's told more stories about hooking up with dudes than he has hooking up with girls so one time as his friend I just asked him I said hey man you know if you're if you're bisexual why do you go with guys more often than girls and he said guys are less work solid answer he said he said sometimes sometimes if I'm if I got the ability to wine and dine and all that I'll take a girl out but sometimes I'm broke and I want to get laid so I hang out with the dudes and I'm like solid answer yeah I think that's, that's a good cool. answer yeah. I was like okay that works I mean, that's most, mostly guys are they just want to get laid pretty much for the most part and yeah like oh jump through this hoop do a backflip through here I mean if they're into you they're into you but sometimes you got to persuade a little bit and sometimes you're starting to persuade it's like okay well I'll have to hear one thing you don't want that that's fine I'm going to go here and get it because um, I don't need just you. I have, like, the world's my oyster, pretty much. So, Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and Jerry, Jerry's not going to go to, like, a, a straight bar and try to pick up a dude. No. If he wants to go with the guy, he'll just go to Blake's. You know, exactly. Or, you know, Swinging Richards or whatever is out there. Probably um, Bulldogs. So, I mean, you know, good call. He's like, all right, I need to get some off. Um, sick and tired of blowing to these Kleenexes. I'm going to go out and you know, see what I can pull. Man, typically, why not? Yeah. Good for Jerry. Good, good for Truman. Exactly, and he does, and that's why a lot, of, and that's why a lot of times he also goes the trans route because he gets the best of both. And I was like, his answers were logical, like that made sense to me. I was like, hmm, okay, that, like I see that because that's a question everybody always had. And I was like, okay, well, no one else is brave enough to ask it, and I've been friends with Jerry long enough to where I can, so I just asked him, and boom, he gave the best answer. And I was like, I like it, it works for me. But, I go to Truman. I go to a drag show uh, with Truman. I think it'd be fun. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing him like be true just be himself, whatever. But he's just a fun person to be with. Yeah. Have you, you, have you, I mean, like, I can obviously say you and I have been to a drag show before in New Orleans. I was about to say that. Yeah. It wasn't something we sought out, it was something where we ended at the end of the night, which is both funny. It was, a, it was a close to a good night, I guess. Um, I guess I'll tell a story. So, was it last year or the year before we went to WrestleMania? It was, it was the year before because it was WrestleMania 34. Was where we went. Yeah. So we went to New Orleans. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole story when it comes to it, though. So uh, me and Benny, Stephen, Brainy go over to New Orleans. We're going wall-to-wall bars. Um, I'm having these huge drinks. Remember the ones? Like, it was with slushies. They're called, like, call it cabs and um, forget about tomorrow. Whatever it is. Mind erasers and all that stuff. So yeah. I, you know, I'm going through my little slushies. I'm getting drunk. Benny's are... are 
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful designated driver, and we thank you so much for that, baby. Um, so um, I know you didn't you didn't have a drink though, which was nice because you were in Mardi Gras. You're like, you know what? I'll have a drink. So yeah, it's Bourbon a, Street. It I may never have this experience again. I gotta have at least one, and I could okay. and well, I was, and I could drive after a beer. Cool. Yeah, because the thing is, like, the first night we were out, we had drinks. So the first night I actually got there to New Orleans. Remember we went to this small little dingy place, but it was so perfect. It was like a hole in the wall bar, and we had some people out there. That's when we did our um, German saying nice things. Yes, and we're like yeah, on yeah. we're on the bench, and we're just like we're we're watching this with uh Dana Carvey, and I can't remember who the other person was in the video. Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell, yeah, Dana Carvey and Steve Carell. So, and Elvis and I like 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 Elvis is tipsy. I'm slightly buzzed. So we were just sitting there and we just started making up our own. People were staring at us as they're walking to the bar. We're just sitting there like, your head is very immaculate. I love the way you drive the car. (laughs) Would you like to get in the van? I got some frozen yogurt. Hey. No, but we're just going back and forth. So we went to a little part first, a whole in a while. But the second night, we go on uh, Bourbon Street and we're going, you know, bar to bar, checking different places out, see what's going on there. We saw wrestlers and we saw wrestlers like right there doing like live shows. And, you know, but the cool thing is we're, we're sitting around all these people dressed up like wrestlers like Daniel Bryan, Roddy Roddy Piper, The Legion of Doom, Ultimate Warrior, all these people dressed up in these different things. So we go through our whole, our whole night. We parked the car at a certain place. Now, for me, I know when I go anywhere, I take a picture of the side street just so we don't get lost because especially in a place we've never been before now oh, i yeah. haven't been in mardi gras before so what i did was i took a picture of the one the the, the shop we parked in front of a shop or a bar whatever it was then i picture i take a picture of the side street so go through our whole night we're drinking you know looking at all the different fan of uh, wrestling stuff that's going on everybody's saying too sweet woo, woo. like everybody's doing our own wrestling chance so finally our night concludes and we're supposed to leave and we're heading towards the car so obviously with my immaculate uh um, what can I say? My uh, um, a sense of direction I have when it comes to wherever I'm at. I tend not to get lost wherever I go because I have a good sense of direction. So I'm heading towards the car, but before we see the car, I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta use the bathroom." So I walk in and I see the rainbow colored flags, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in here." So we go in there, and I'm walking towards the back. It was like me, Stephen, <coughs> Vinny, and Brandy. So we're going over there, and uh, we walk in, and then there's a drag show going on. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I'm sitting there. We watch a show. Benny comes right behind me. He's like, oh, there's a drag show. Steven, he goes like, oh, there's a drag show. <laughs> His face is dropped. He's like, what the heck? I don't think he had no idea what the hell happened. He just saw a dark place that was having some kind of show. I, so I use the bathroom. I, we go in there. I go to the bathroom. And I just sat there. <laughs> Vinny, like, uh, Steven had to drag us up because we're just sitting there like, yeah, this is a fantastic show. If you've never been to a drag show, it is one of the most entertaining things you'll ever see. You got to keep yeah. an open mind about it, but it is so much fun. Yeah, it's it's basically um, – it's basically uh, Tim Curry on LSD is the best way to describe a drag well, show. It's entertaining. You know, you know, these gals get all dressed up and lip sync and, you know, their mannerisms and like, you know, the whole showsmanship, whatever. I think it's it's really fun. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it's entertainment, um, you know, some of them, it's not most, that's the thing that most people is misconception is a lot of people that do drag shows, they're not trans. They just like to dress up and perform. It's more of a, yeah. it's more of a performance and less of a lifestyle or orientation, you know? So yeah. they just cover yourself from like, what, Britney Spears, Cher, Madonna, 
Yeah. Um, you know, all these old songs, whatever. So, and some of them knew, you know, they play some Elton John, they do some Prince sometimes too, not Prince, well, maybe sometimes Prince too. But I think it's the pageantry, um, you know, and it's just super fun. Um, but man, I'd love to go with Truman because Truman would be a trip. Oh. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure like he's pretty well known in that circle. So be like, oh, Truman, like imagine every two seconds, Truman, Truman, Truman. <laughs> oh, Jerry would have been in heaven to see that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he hasn't even started a bar like that, you know, because like it could be just called Truman's. I mean, I can see it on the yeah. outside, you know, I mean, Truman. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great because he, he does go to drag shows in Atlanta a lot. He goes to those. And I loved it because the thing is, like you apparently you saw the rainbow colored flag. I didn't see it. I just saw and I had I had this happen to me twice in, in New Orleans, which and because it happened twice, most people don't believe it, but it's hundred percent true. And it both times involved me having to go to the bathroom. Um like we walked in, I see a drag show and I'm like, okay. This is interesting. Uh, at first, I was kind of taken aback, but I was okay. I remember Steven being uncomfortable as fuck and wanting to get out of there. Like, Steven was the only one that was like, uh-uh, nope, no. <laughs> he went. I was like, well, that's the thing. That's, only, that's the only reason I brought him into that place. I'm like, ha-ha, motherfucker. Because um, <laughs> yeah. like, when we first got there, there was that one bar that had, like, pool tables. So they had pool tables and darts or whatever. But there was, like, nobody really there. I saw the flag. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let him figure it out. Oh, yeah. I had so we went over and of course, it has to do with going to the bathroom, or whatever. So he's trying to sit there, and then like he's like, "Nope." I'm like, "Ah, oh, dude, just open your mind. It's okay." You know? it's, yeah, he was getting very there. uncomfortable. He was he was like really uncomfortable. I'm like, I think he's I'm gonna say it that he's maybe uncomfortable because like there's some urges out there, and just me just being stupid, I guess. I love you, Steven, but you know, yeah, open your mind. Expand your horizon. Yeah, a l- yeah, and I can see that. I mean, he's just—I don't know that he has any urges. I think it's just like he's one of those things where it's like uh, he has that like "don't hit on me" mentality thing. I think that's where his head's at. I mean, you I know, I don't think that's be a problem. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, it's probably not. I mean, last la- last I checked, the drag don't dig the Amish. Last time I checked, so ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> take your horse and buggy somewhere else, buddy. Exactly. Um, I'm sorry, I've never heard a drag person in a song going Ezekiel. It hasn't happened. So, but uh, the other is no. I can hear. I can hear him say something like, "Yeah, I'll turn your butter." I don't know something stupid. Something like <laughs> let's that. go. Let's go raise that barn on Monday. <laughs> Soon I'll raise another. So <laughs> it was great. So, so anyway, um, I guess it's, I, 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 so I, it turns out Amish actually like Mondays. Who knew? So we go. So anyway, um, but the other incident was, I think it was like right around the time we were a few blocks into Bourbon Street. And because I remember we had, I did the comedy show before somewhere else. And then mm-hmm. after, and then after we left the, after we left the comedy show, we're walking down Bourbon Street and I'm like, I got to piss. And all I see see is Irish pub. I just see Irish shit. Apparently, this is another incident where Elvis catches the rainbow flag and once again does not want to tell anyone. He just lets me sprint into this place. And at this point, I think at one point, I think Steven was trying to scream, it's a gay bar, but I didn't hear him because I had to piss. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? What? You know what? If this is the day they fuck me, this is the day they fuck me. I got to piss. So I run in. I say that jokingly. You're singing from that perspective. Me, I'm laughing in the inside because I see the rainbow flag and all I see is Vinny running towards our doors. He's and yes. like, and it's, so from an, perfect. He's like, get me in that bathroom now. So yeah, from a third party perspective, it looks like I'm a gay man that found sanctuary and just fucking ran in. Yeah, I finally 
<laughs> but like, please don't call my home. Yes. And I <laughs> but he sprinted into the bathroom, stomping on his feet. He's like tapping his foot, which is universal code is like, yep, this is going to happen tonight. <laughs> yes. I did, yeah. So apparently I'm sending all the wrong signals because I'm literally screaming, I need, where's the bathroom? I need the bathroom. And I just fucking run The worst in. thing is, before he ran into the bathroom, I had a little piece of paper with a piece of tape that said bottom. And I slapped it on Vinny's back and he ran into the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. So finally I get there. I take my piss. I walk out. Steven's still trying to give me shit. And I'm like, I don't care. My bladder's empty. So, but actually while we're on the subject of this, did I ever tell, did I ever tell you a story about how the regular guys tricked me into going to a bathhouse? You did. I think you said on air before too. I, I said this on air. Okay. I, I don't, I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to repeat the story, but I, I, that's like, if you haven't heard that story before, let me know and I'll retell it. But I was like, that's the closest thing I can remember to that was when they tricked me into going in there. Cause that was a crazy experience within itself. But yeah. You can't trick a person who actively wants to go. So <laughs> boy, was he steaming mad. Oh yeah. Oh, I was pissed when I got there. I was pissed because it was, it was it why was, i was pissed you know when you go to like the bathhouse and they put that water over stones to make the steam yeah like <laughs> those I, guys were putting on your ball sack they're like here you go <laughs> the thing is is that what made me so mad about it and fuck it i'll tell the story uh what me what made me so mad about it was the fact that a they tricked me and b i had already committed to the segment i had already been paid for it so i couldn't fucking leave i had to take the tour and give an accurate thing for the show because i like to bring you know as much authenticity to my segment as possible i can't lie because larry can see through any lie i tell i've learned that i can't let larry's one of those guys that will not let me lie like he will if i try to bullshit him he will see through it instantly so i gotta i gotta take this tour so my story can be authentic because they wanted me to check this place out the place is called the flex spa now back then i was naive to i'd heard of gay bathhouses but didn't know atlanta had so many like i yeah like when people say atlanta is the gay capital of the world they're not kidding so i drive to this thing they even tell me like well can i at least get like they told me don't google a Ahead of time. I'm like, okay, well, I, I still need directions. So they printed me out directions and gave it to me. This is back when MapQuest was big. Uh, iPhones and GPS wasn't around quite yet. Or if they were, I was too poor to get it. So I head over. I drive down. I get to the place. And I walk up to the front desk. And the guy says, would you like a locker or a room? I was like, what? Uh, a locker? What the fuck? The fuck's he talking about a room? What the fuck? Come to find out later, they have rooms for a reason. And some people like to leave the door open. Those, yeah, those are the adventurous types. Uh, so I walk in. And here's how I found out that it was a gay place i go into the locker room and i'm finding a locker to put shit in and all that because apparently you have to walk around with just a towel and nothing else that's how this works so i'm like all right went in rome so i put the towel on i and all of a sudden there's this big 70 inch plasma screen tv on the wall you look up there's gay porn on the tv that's when i it went from six o'clock to 12 o'clock within seconds oh no 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 it went from six o'clock to disappeared no, no, no. Tell the truth. The towel was bulging out. Like nothing was holding that towel up. <laughs> it was freaking me out. But dude, here's the thing. I, I, I obviously I'd heard of gay people. I'd heard the gay lifestyle, but I'd never been around it. So I am so, it, it was like being in a sex ed class all over again. Like I'm relearning shit. So I'm like, well, that was when I knew I'd been tricked. And I was like, those motherfuckers, but I can't leave. And I'm like, son of a bitch so i go walking around i walk around this place now and i and i had an epiphany 
while I was in this place. Um, every single TV in that bathhouse had gay porn on it. You could not avoid it. And the way the hallways are angled, you can't look away. Because if you do, you can't see where you're going. So you have no choice. Your eyes are locked on this thing as you're navigating the halls. And here's what I learned. If you watch gay porn long enough, your brain just gets used to it. Like, you don't get turned on unless you're into that thing. But even if you're not, eventually your brain gets used to it. And you're walking around enough. You go, oh, another, another, oh, great. Another oh, more gay porn. So I just, my brain just got shut down. So it's like, literally, I saw. And so- that's where the fun begins. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, literally, though, someone could put gay porn on right now. I wouldn't get turned on, but I'd just be sitting there going, oh, there it is. Well, everybody else is going, oh, my God. You're like, you're, you're like, all right, zip. It's like, <laughs> But here's Might the, as well, what in Rome? And then here's the funny part. <laughs> but here's the best part. I walk in, I'm, I'm trying to find a bathroom. So I walk into this other room. And again, this is how stupid I was back then. Keep in mind, this was like in the 2010s. Like couple like right around 2012 i think it was so i walk in and as i'm walking in i'm seeing this place and it looks like a public bathroom and i opened the door and i had a classic beavis and butthead moment and by that i mean i open the door and i go uh where's the toilet there's no toilet in here oh and then i look over and there's another door and i realize somebody didn't put a handle on this door and it took me literally I'm in here for like 30 seconds before I realized okay I had that moment where like again where Beavis and Buddy are like looking around trying to process everything I go okay there's no toilet there's no toilet there's a door there's there's multiple doors and, and, and there's like doors and stalls there's no door handle there's a hole right here fuck I'm in a glory hole like 30 seconds in I realized this is a glory hole I ran out screaming like I just ran out of a haunted house I was like ah! I just ran out of there <laughs> I was so fucking scared that somebody was going to walk in and think, ooh, here's a partner. Nope, nope, not dancing. Out of here. I ran out. Like, I screamed. Ironically, I screamed like a little girl as I'm running out of this place like it's a haunted house. Like, what the fuck am I doing? So I would imagine that after you left that place, the steam house, did it feel like you're running backwards through a cornfield with your pants off? Pretty much. I was freaking, (laughs) I was legit fucking scared in that whole, like. Good for you. But the thing is, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was because I learned that usually in a bathhouse, nobody really bothers you. Everybody just kind of keeps to themselves. So all those stigmas you hear about, like. You know, gay people just want to fuck all the time. It's like, not necessarily. Some of them kind of keep to themselves. They don't bother people they don't know. You know, they're 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 kind of respectful in that regard. So it, it kind of opened my eyes to that. Like, you know, okay, the, some of the myths you hear about gay people aren't necessarily true. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you had a fun experience with it. I'm glad you get to share with everybody here that you went. And then how many times have you gone after that whole experience? Have it been one or two times or three times? Um, no, no, I never went back again. Um after that but it was like i said it was an interesting experience and uh and i'm currently on discord and uh fuck you uh <laughs> so yeah cute very cute hey man hey man but, you gotta keep it interesting out here no i just sent him some gifts i just sent Vinny some gifts um eventually we're gonna get him out of his little shell because uh, he doesn't want to tell us how many times he's been to the to the steam house after that's fine Vinny. you want to share with him, but you want to tell a story but i don't need to tell us how many times you've been after hey dude it's fine you no know, i support you 110 percent we all support you here at the Boochcast and the Boochcast nation so um whatever you want to tell the story and really come out to the to your viewers all means we're here for you pal we love you oh i'll keep i'll keep that in mind if the day ever comes well if you do i'll get you the biggest cake ah uh, thank you i There'll love cake. A bunch of cakes right in the middle i love cake oh god 
Sour puckered asshole cake. <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh God, yeah, that'll that'll be it. And, and and the fucked up part is there is somewhere in Atlanta where you can make a cake like that. That's the saddest part. Somewhere there's somebody who will make a cake like that, like all these I'll custom cake sex cakes. I'll get I'll get Zach that uh, Mitch cake he's always wanted. <laughs> Oh yeah, speaking of which, have you heard this story? I, I saw this like I remember I talked about this on the Boochcast like many, many years ago, like many moons ago. Uh did you know that they actually do this thing for Valentine's Day where you can literally have like chocolates in the shape of like your ass? Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen them like, every year uh, for the past two years. I think it's on Pinterest or Instagram or something where yeah. they come up, whatever, give you a little ad. um I've seen those. I've seen those. I don't know why, but I mean don't get me wrong, even if I get like chocolates that look like boobs, I I'd be like, okay, that's cool. Cool, but I just want to eat the chocolate. Um, I guess, I mean, some people like eating assholes, so why not? That's a special, that's a double treat for them. Exactly. And something at night, so work for two ways. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just happened to see those. Like, I was like, okay, somebody out there is going to buy those, and that's weird to me. Or the guy who makes the molding, that's even weirder. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. Like, there's some people that will actually get I that think, thing molded. I think I make so much extra money around Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like if they, I, I never, I never seen any like. At, you, that's one thing Indeed hasn't posted is you know butt models and stuff. An ass mold, an yeah. ass mold model. <laughs> I use my ass mold why? Because you can still hear my farts when they go out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but no, man. So yeah, um, I'm glad you had a good week. Um, so complaint time looks like it's going well. Looks like you have a great episode with uh, Jerry Truman. I'm really looking forward to. Um, yeah. For myself, work was good. I was actually um had a bad week. Um, I had some fires to put out uh, when it came to work myself. But it just seems like everything really worked out this week, which is really awesome. Um, you know, I got through my week. It was relatively quick too, because all these claims we keep getting in. Um, it seemed like you know we we do our quota. We're supposed to do you know six or seven a, a day, and with the phone calls we're getting. And all the busy work they have is doing this week just like really went by really fast, which is really freaking awesome. Um, so I can't complain. Work was really good. I got my daughter this weekend, so we're gonna have some fun here in a little bit. Um, picked her up Thursday. Um, you know, she had to come home and eat, whatever. Last night we had dinner. Uh, we watched The Mandalorian last night, and um, once we're done here today, um, we're moving next month. So our oh. house, we're closing in a house on the 18th. So um, we're getting to start packing up, you know, some stuff in boxes kind of earlier on. Um, we got a lot of boxes free from Marketplace Facebook, and uh, we pick these boxes and they flatten them out. So I don't know how bo- how big these boxes were. Now, I got 15 of these bad boys, and they're flat. So you couldn't tell how high, how big they are. These boxes are freaking huge. I could fit a, a life-size Vinnie Booch in these boxes. It's so crazy. Damn. So, so Lee Marie's like, yeah, Elvis, these boxes are freaking huge. I'm like, okay, so what do you want me to do? He's like, well, we can only use like four or five of them. The rest, we got to toss out. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. So I took time out of my busy schedule to go pay those boxes from a, lo- a location not too far away from me. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got Zoe this weekend. I'm going to go grab some duct tape, and we're going to make ourselves a little box castle because they're huge. Why not? Because I got her this weekend. I only have her until like Monday or Tuesday, so we're going to have a a little series of box tunnels and box houses in our house just for the weekend and then once she leaves i'll just tear them down break it up and uh, send it to the trash that's all okay dude that is awesome like yeah, box yeah, forts yeah. dude those are always cool with box forts like i used to do that oh, like, when i first uh let me see when i was still living with nicole many many years ago um you know, i remember i went to Lowe's? Not Lowe's. Yeah, I went to Lowe's. Maybe before Walmart started carrying boxes that you could just buy them flat. I went to Lowe's and I bought like about 12 or 13 boxes. And it's always like maybe two, three at the time. 
And uh, in our living room, I made a series of tunnels, one leading to her playroom, one leading to her bedroom, a big series of boxes. It was super cool. And it had like, little slots where you could open a window, you could pop out of, and a lot of duct tape. Now, that lasted for about a couple weeks. Um, every day, she'd be inside of there with her toys, and she'd be placing, like, little stuffies here to protect the one side, and another stuffy to protect the other side, and she had little pop-up places, and it was really fun. So, I wonder what we're going to do today. I know we're going to put them all together, maybe get some permanent marker and, you know, draw some stuff. Maybe we can make a time machine. I don't know. I mean, it's really up to our imagination, so I think it's going to be um, pretty fun to see how it goes. I might just take some photographs so we can put it up on the Boochcast um, page. Yes, the Instagram. And uh, speaking of the Instagram, um, mm -hmm. unless you got another work-related story you want to tell. No, that's it. I'm, I'm done with my work-related stories. That was okay. my week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pretty simple. Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to I just didn't want to cut you off. I just I just remember you brought the Instagram. There's a, If you want to check out some other things on the Instagram, uh, there's some other photos up there that I definitely got to talk about. Because um, recently, Elvis went on vacation to North Carolina, and uh, yeah. you and Lee Marie had some interesting onesies that you were wearing. Oh, they're not onesies. They're like... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we like to do, um, we get these pajamas, we look like animal creatures, like, you know, they're, they're like, they are like onesies, except without the feet. Um, so I have one of a bull, so when you put the hoodie on, it looks like a bull with a little ring on the nose, she has one for a lion, um, and they're just warm onesies, we usually wear it for Christmas, like every year, so my sister has one, um, I have one, Lee Marie has one, Zoe has one as well, she has a couple of them, actually. Um, so we like to wear those for Christmas, typically, but we're like, hey, we're on vacation, let's just wear it because it'd be super fun. Um, so so we went to Carolina twice in two weeks. So it was pretty cool. So we went one week, then we went the other. Um, no, I think we waited two weeks. So the first time I went to a house, it was in Bryson City, uh, North Carolina. And uh, my sister's friend rented a house out. We brought our dogs with us. It was just nice to get away from the house, get away from Georgia, get away from everything. Um, so, you know, we went there. That was a huge house. They had a full table and a long table to play cards. And they had, like, all these cool things. Uh, we brought bags. You know, so we could play bags. We had a fire pit. Um, very, very, very nice. It's really close to uh, Cherokee Indian, Indian Reserve over there in Carolina. Um, not too far away from Gatlinburg. But we didn't go to Gatlinburg. We should have, but we didn't. Um, a lot of hiking. A lot of just getting drunk, playing cards, and just running amok. So it was definitely a lot of fun. It was good to unwind. It was good to get away from what we're used to seeing every day and just getting away. And sometimes you need that just to kind of refresh your brain and refresh your mind um, from your everyday going on. So we like to take little vacations like that. So the first one was in Carolina, Bryson City. The second one we went to... But again, in Carolina, it was about maybe 10, 15 minutes away from where I was at. It was closer to the Cherokee Casino. And uh, this time it was on an Indian Reserve. We went camping, like real camping, like with tents and with sleeping bags and all that stuff. And it was freaking amazing. Our phones didn't work when we got there. Um, no, I mean, no electricity, you know, aside from her car. But we had like, you know, my sister bought herself an FJ Cruiser. It had like, a, it had like this thing, whatever you get in there, cook food. So we were cooking food over a hot spit. Uh, they had a little oven on there. So we had food. Uh, we got some food before. So we went there. Uh, it was, Lee Marie didn't come with me this time. It was me, my brother, and my cousin, Sydney. Um, and we sat there, and we, I had a three-man tent. Um, I even brought my arrow bed. I know some people want to sit there and rough it out in the woods, but I'm not that kind of person. So I had my queen-size Mitch with me. Um, <laughs> I inflated it because we have one of those um, uh, power inverters in the car. So I, I fired it up, put the tent on top of the arrow bed, and slept on an air mattress in the woods. And it was gorgeous, man. We had waterfalls. Uh, we had shells to go on. Uh, plenty of drinks. Um, even full, even fun. It was kind of it was kind of like a sprite thing. I think it's because we were drunk at the time. Uh, we had glow sticks that we had cracked open, and we put them on strings. Now I was giving people light shows with the glow sticks on, on strings. 
recordings, which is pretty fun. Um, told some fun stories. Um, again, I'm plugging from Nate, I'm plugging from, you know, the computers and from the Wi-Fi and from TV and everything. And just being gone for a small stint, but it's still fun enough to where it was great. So I had a great, great, great time. It sounds awesome, man. Um, so, yeah, you go camping, Mike? uh, I haven't been camping in a long time. I used to go a lot when I was a kid cause I was in the scouts. So I went camping a lot as a kid. Like I used to go to like summer camps and camp out in the wilderness. And I did the camping at Stone Mountain one year when I was a kid. So I haven't done any camping in a while but I do I have I only have one uh, camping story uh, that I, I have a few actually but uh, the one I want to tell here is my years ago the, the scouts do something called a father son camp out now my dad is not the biggest camping fan in the world he loves it but not enough to like you know go often like let's just say for some reason when they scheduled this camping trip at the time it was during the World Series and at the time, the Yankees were in the World Series. And at the time, my father was a Yankees fan. So he was not ha- he, he, want- he was not happy about missing the World Series, but I'm his son and you know my dad likes wanted to, was you know wants to bond with his kids from time to time. So we went out. So he goes on the trip. And my dad at first is trying to get into it, but it's really not for him. Like the scout stuff was really not for him. But there's one funny story where at one point we're going on this hike and my dad doesn't want to go. So my dad stayed behind. My dad at one point pulls out a battery operated television. Now, this is one of those old school battery operated televisions. This was like in the in like the late 90s, like mid to late 90s that I was doing this. So he pulls out this old battery operated TV and he finds the World Series and puts it on. And what happens is they everybody comes back. The scout masters, all the scout dads see my dad watching the World Series. And you would think at this point the scoutmaster would be pissed. Here they did. They all pulled up lawn chairs, sat next to my dad. My dad starts passing out cigars. And everyone, including our own scoutmaster, is watching the World Series. No one's paying attention to us. <laughs> they, as far as they're concerned, we no longer exist. The kids we watch in the World Series go Yankees. <laughs> yeah, like literally, we all we we literally ended up running off and doing other shit, and they're just glued to this TV. It was straight out of the Rugrats, only we weren't babies. It's like the adults are busy, the kids ran off and did some crazy shit. That's funny. That was great. That means your parents didn't care for you at all. <laughs> Dad, I'm drowning. Dad, I'm dying. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I can't just, could you just pedal paddle for like a couple seconds? <laughs> yeah. They, my father loved his kids, but he loved sports more. <laughs> That's true. It's like, I love you, but no. <laughs> but he's like, it's like, it's like, son, I love you this much. But that goes about as far as the regular season. <laughs> I wish I could go postseason, but. Mm, it's crazy yeah i mean if you want to go camping dude we'll go um i finally cool. find some good spots that's not too far man it's it's pretty cool um that means you don't have to drive anywhere and you can actually get drunk this time like really bad yeah oh yeah me drunk in the woods that's that's a horror movie waiting to happen yep <laughs> yes it is and i'll be wearing that mask too with the chainsaw oh god <laughs> did that be the chainsaw so forward and outward Vinny. what are our topics today what is the premise of the show today well as you guys know the big thing about this show is we don't like mondays but also um mondays can be a little sad but we try to make them fun but sadly we've had um 
We've had some uh, some lo- some major losses over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, one of the big things that people love to talk that people you know love to get upset about is you know every year is when you know we have celebrities that pass away. You know, it's one of those things where you know it's gonna happen eventually, but it still kind of hits you out of nowhere. Um, so what we got here is recently I was and it was actually on Halloween. Which is even more fucked up. Um, we had the loss of the great Sir Sean Connery. My favorite Bond. One of my yes. favorites. Yes, the he was the original James Bond. Um, and it was weird. And the thing about me is, uh, a lot of people say like that that's his favorite Bond. They always mention Doctor No and everything else. But here's the thing: I love Sean Connery, but I never saw the Bond Sean Connery. I saw the old man with the white beard. Welcome to the Rock. That's the Sean Connery I know. I cannot imagine. So, like, you watch, so you watch like the League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen, like that guy? Yeah, like the guy with the white beard that's a slightly older mm-hmm. and stuff. Still charming. Right. But sli- so when I look at him, I can't really see Bond. Like, I, like he never really screamed 007 to me. You know, like that's why I've always said when I, when I think of James Bond, first thing that pops into my head is uh like Pierce Brosnan. He's yeah, but that's first, your era. That's my era. Yeah. So that's that's the guy I think of when I think of Bond. And of course, other people think of Roger Moore, and I've seen Roger Moore's Bond. He's fun. He's fantastic. Uh, I have not seen Timothy Dalton. Um, I've seen Daniel Craig, not a fan, but most people are. But what's interesting is that, you know, Sean Connery, whenever uh, the thing that pops in my head is, um, Elvis, have you ever seen the movie, The Pest? With John Lucuzamo? Yes. Yeah. Dude, th- when I was a kid, that was like the family, like whenever we would get together as a family and have like a movie night, that used to be the number one film we would always want to put in. Cause really? yes, we loved that movie. Like my whole family. Uh, one of the things we always talked about was why there was never a sequel. Cause it was that damn good. Um, and, but I, literally in my family we could quote that movie pretty much like literally oh, wow. i used to come downstairs uh when i was a kid and i would be like i used to do the whole thing where he goes hello cleavers <laughs> he's like <laughs> i go to my mom hello june i go to my dad hello ward i go to my brother i go oh i see eddie haskell is here and i start smacking him <laughs> did you ever watch um did you ever watch the untouchables like you know with him and kevin costner when they did like the whole lns thing uh no i haven't seen that oh man that was taped like when i was living in chicago that was taped not too far away from where i was living at so it was pretty cool i remember watching that i love that movie um the untouchables if you like gangster movies i mean i know you do yes um that's definitely a must watch you definitely oh, yeah. have to watch the movie uh the untouchables was awesome um everybody loves the rock i i mean you know nick cage was on there but um that was fantastic. i love nick cage he's fantastic but the rock was one of my favorites you know he's just shut was awesome i love him to death i know he had some old thoughts and like you know he said some mis- pretty misogynistic things towards the end but he was old man he's done you know um sean connery i think he's always gonna be to me if you look at the old photographs he just to me always looked like the bond that is supposed to be him and roger moore i don't get wrong pierce was good too but remember when we talked about bond we were doing our recap last week about the different bonds yeah um sean connery was everything you emphasize about being a bond being that sleek suave you know uh pussy hound pretty much when it comes yeah. to being a bond if you look at older pictures of connery when he actually was bond that's exactly what you're talking about so um yeah like diamonds and for- diamonds are forever on there yeah he's a quintessential bond on there i guess in my eyes but i guess it goes about different time frames now, don't get me wrong, I'm a little bit older than you, uh, but the thing is, the reason why I fell in love with, like, both Roger Moore and for Sean Connery is because my daddy used to watch these movies. So, me watching the Roger Moore, me watching Sean Connery play these um, roles, I'm like, okay, well, that's why he's always going to be one of my top Bond guys, my top two. Um, it's going to be Connery and it's going to be Roger Moore, because they just had that look. And I guess it, I grew up with it. I guess it's all about the Bond you grew up with, like... 
people who are younger to you always going to have um daniel craig now we have our ideas for what daniel craig is to bond but you got to keep in mind the people who actually follow the series and then watched it as him as the first Bond. i guess it's the first bond you watch is going to be your guy i guess yeah exactly like that's the guy you're going to think about when you see him and like i said that's why you know pierce was always my was always the favorite i just love the way he played it and also like and i want to but i want to go back to this quick reference real quick because i don't want people to be confused but the reason i talk about the past is because there's a scene in there where as you guys know basically pest has is, is, is owes the scottish mob fifty thousand dollars now the fact that there's a scottish mob is funny within itself but the guy on there is like while well, he's on the phone he goes do you know what day it is today and he goes the first day of the rest of our lives he goes no and he goes sean connery's birthday and he goes sean connery's birthday he goes sean connery's birthday and the guy starts playing the bagpipes <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> they're celebrating it's Sean Connery's birthday. So anytime I hear the word Sean Connery, that's where my brain first goes to. Like you'll literally see my, if you, if, if we, if they ever had a hidden camera in the house, at some point you'll hear my dad and I just going Sean Connery's birthday and just cracking up. I used to love it too. And not only that, though, when they had the SNL skits with the Jeopardy thing, whatever, yes. they had Sean Connery and Alex Trebek on there. That was the best. It was like, what was the Daryl Hammond um, playing yes. Sean Connery? It was, I, I dude, I used to watch that on YouTube. I guess when YouTube first started, or whatever i used to watch those videos repeatedly over and over and over again i thought they were so great they were fantastic because he would always say the most ridiculous shit as sean connery and and and, and will ferrell was alex trebek and he would literally just be like screaming at him like he's an idiot this is great. Like, literally, he would go, why would you even say that? Oh, my God. And speaking of Sean Connery, I mean, Alex Trebek and Sean Connery, dude, Alex Trebek just died. Like, yeah. uh, like a couple days, like two, a week or two ago? It was November 8th. Yep. Oh, my God. So, like, both people who are prolific in the SL skit are both dead. So, is Sean Connery giving shit to Alex Trebek right now in heaven? Probably. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, completely, I, I can't believe I just put two and two together. Yeah, both Sean Connery and Alex Trebek. I love Trebek. He was such a good person, I guess, on TV. I mean, that's the only way I ever saw him. But you know what's weird? Alex Trebek, I, um, so my wife, um, I put on this um, app on our smart TV called Pluto TV. It's free TV. Um, yeah. You can watch, like, old classic TV shows and movies, and it's got a whole bunch of different things. Like, if you're into, like, Mystery Science Theater, they got that channel, 24 hours a day, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, but my wife likes to watch this little number called um, Buzzer TV, and they have a whole bunch of old TV shows, like game shows, and Trebek did a whole bunch of old TV shows before Jeopardy. Jeopardy's huge, mind you. Yeah. But he did like this show, um, um, uh, High Rollers. I think he did like Double Dares, what I saw on there, which is not a Double Dare you and I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, I remember seeing him, and he had a mustache back then. I'm like, oh, that's weird. He looks like Geraldo Rivera. But he pulled off the Geraldo Rivera before he did. So yeah. it's definitely a little bit weird. Th yeah, there's definitely old footage of Alex Trebek in a mustache. He had that for the majority of his career. When he finally shaved it off, people were like, what the fuck? Oh, no, 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 no. You got it wrong. He didn't shave it off. It was rubbed off from friction. <laughs> Let me do it. The guy was a poon hound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gave too many mustache rides and they just rode it till it died. Yeah, it's gone, man. Like, you know, final uh, question, Jeopardy. How does Alex Trebek lose his mustache? What is being, what is friction? Correct. <laughs> And then, of course, um, he also did The Wizard of Odds was, like, I think the first one he ever did. Uh, then there was Battle Stars and then Classic Concentration. 
Hey, that's still another one we used to, we used to watch too. Or yeah. she watches from time to time. She likes watching those old time game shows. Like she loves it. Like there's a channel on there where it's nothing but like um, Three's Company or Baywatch or American yeah. Gladiators. Remember that, Jim? Yeah. There's a 24 hour channel on Pluto with that. So if you ever want to get your American Gladiator fix and watch a whole bunch of muscular guys and mullets and then a whole bunch of muscular women with mullets, female, let's all call them, then you should get Pluto TV. Sponsored by Pluto TV. <laughs> yes. Uh, although you do remember the kids version of that, right? Which one? American Gladiators. You know the kids' version, right? Guts? Guts, yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy one. Uh, I wish they had a channel for old Nickelodeon TV shows. Like, you know, what would you do? Like, you can't do that on television. Uh, the Adventures of David the Gnome. The Lois, show, uh, Lois Sheridan Bram's Elephant Show. Um, they had a whole bunch of great TV shows back in the day, um, I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember um, I remember uh, they, the, the one game show they had, which was like my favorite was, remember Nick Arcade? Oh, yeah. I wanted to do that so bad. I would yeah. have killed me in that game show. Oh, I loved it. I remember they did that. And I actually found out later because I was watching like classic stand-up on Amazon Prime. I on Amazon. And the guy who hosted it, Phil Moore, was actually a stand-up. Really? Yeah, he did stand-up back in the day before he got on uh I remember like what was it? Double Dare was obviously everybody's favorite back in the day, too, because that thing was so amazing. It was Mark uh, Summers. And then uh remember they had like uh Snick or whatever, I think it was on Saturday nights or whatever. Yes. They had, like, because Friday nights were taken over by the 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 TV show blocks of uh, Step by Step, Family Matters, Full House, so they couldn't compete on a Friday night. So they used to have on SNCC Saturday Night Nickelodeon. You have like, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Doug, um, Adventures of Alex Mack, and something else. But I remember Saturday Night with Ren and Stippy, um, Ren and Stippy, Doug. Well, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And um, Silly Your Shorts. I, I remember it was like so many different things. Oh yeah. Um, um, Pete and Pete, hey, dude. the adventures of Pete and Pete. Pete, Pete and Pete, yeah, man, all those classic. I wish we had a channel that had all those classic TV shows. I would rewatch. I wouldn't even watch Hey Dude. I wasn't even a fan back. Then. I didn't even know what the premise of the show was oh. except they're on a ranch. Oh yeah, and here's the cool part about Hey Dude that most people don't know. Uh, do you know who won? The, 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 there was a blonde on there. Ben Stiller's wife was on that show. Oh, really? Yes. The girl who played, uh, yeah, Ben Stiller's wife, the girl who played Marsha Brady in the live-action movie. It, not the live-action, but, like, the movie version That's of Brady right. Bunch. Sorry. Uh, she, that actress, was on, uh, was on Hey Dude. That was one of her first yeah, what's roles. What's that said on, uh, You Can't Do This on Television? Um, I don't know. I know they did. I know they had What Would You Do, which is, like, a man-on-the-street kind of thing that Mark Summers used to do before he got on hey, Family so. Double Dare. I thought Mark Summers I thought Mark Summers was the coolest guy in the world when I was a kid. I was like, dude, this guy has the best job in the world. Oh, yeah. And you know what's interesting that a lot of people don't know about him? He had hardcore OCD. Really? With all that gook? With all that with all that gunk and all that trash everywhere? Well, his version of OCD was different from other people. Like, most people are the one where they can't stop washing their hands. His was one that was kind of similar to mine. Where he would constantly, like, double-check shit, like, flipping light switches. Like, he used to freak him out. He oh, had, gotcha, gotcha. He used to be that kind of guy, you know? And, like, the announcer in the back, Harvey, um, he kind of looked like Harvey Whippleman, which I always put two and two oh, together. Yeah. Um, and then he had that one chick Robin on there. Um, yeah, it was just oh. – Nickelodeon back in the day was amazing. I wish they – I mean, that and figured out – um, it out. All that, all that, yeah. The the SNL for kids. SNL for kids. That exactly. was SNL for kids. Um, oh, speaking of which, oh, there's one show I just remembered it. Most people forgot. Do you remember the Mystery Files of Shelby Wu? No, can't say I do. Oh, basically, it's like it was like a detective show. It's like this girl Shelby Wu who basically stayed with her grandfather. And here's the best part: most people don't remember. Guess who played the grandfather? No idea. Daniel San, show me San the floor. Oh, no way. The old man, Mr. Miyagi, was in that. Step. 
Pamarita? Pat Marina, whatever. Yes. And what's funny is, if you actually hear interviews with Pat, he sounds totally different from Miyagi. That's not his real accent. He had to ham it up, I guess, you know? He had, he, to, he, had, to, he had to do the Shatner on that one, you know? He had to shed it up. Yeah, he literally, like, I saw him do an interview. When you hear his actual voice, it freaks you out because it's so normal. But he actually changed his accent for, he did the accent for Strictly the film. And huh. they kind of they kind of had him keep that because it became his trademark. So he later started doing it in other films as well. But that was literally yeah. his original because the Miyagi accent was uh, so very popular that many people wanted him to keep doing it. And it became cool. a trademark. But at the same time, if it gets over, it gets over. So, I mean, like, oh, you yeah. know, the American audiences expect that they're gonna want to see if they see something that deviates from it they'll be like wait a second that's not mr miyagi-ness nope nope we're not gonna take you like that pat we know how we you know how we love you exactly you ham it up buddy you gotta yeah. ham it up and american audiences had to have it so yeah we could and here's the thing we wouldn't have looked at it in the same way we wouldn't have that's the sad no, part and I think it's like back then it was, it was really difficult because if you get stuck in a, in a certain persona you're stuck with that persona forever like bob saget fought years to break that stigma about him about full house um, you know, poor people like, um, what's his name? Steve Urkel. I mean, he tried so hard to try to break away from now. He's a voice actor now. Um, same thing with Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill for years had to break the stigma about the whole Luke Skywalker thing. It took him years to get recognized outside of that role with voice acting, with different projects he was doing, though. But it seems like back in those times, like in the 80s and 70s, when you had a certain shtick, you had to stick with it and it was kind of hard to be cast as something different from where you're yeah. at unfortunately so if you had a stick i mean even the fonz for that matter i mean like you know henry, henry winkler you know for the longest time you know he was the fonz but it was kind of hard for anybody to get him past like that leather clad biker you know guy with the heart of gold to get past it you know yeah. imagine like trying to, being stuck with that stigma for years and you couldn't get past it i mean hell ron howard you know who played the guy in any griffin show and he played uh in happy days had to break away from that stuff whatever eventually became a great director and made some prolific movies but being stuck in that stigma or is getting stuck in that certain role that people for some reason they were so simple-minded they couldn't cast the that shadow that person has a whole different persona could bring more to the table um when it comes to acting that's gonna be rough too you know being stuck with a certain persona and you can't change it you know yeah and I, a lot of people like that um alfonso ribeiro used to have that issue with carlton like he thought he wasn't gonna get able to get past that and of course the clap the two classic ones are dustin diamond as screech yeah. that yeah, was the hardest yeah, one like right. it would literally get to a point where he would get in fist fights with people for calling him screech like literally yeah, I think it, it's kind of hard because you made your bread and butter off of it and then i mean i guess it goes with anybody when it comes to those even in the 90s like even um uh zach from say by the bell um zach morris i i forgot his real name mark paul gossler okay so with him it's like you know he did uh franklin and bash but he does some other things but you can't really pass it on because it's such an iconic role. You can't get past the fact that even my simple mind can get past it. Like, okay, well, he's always going to be Zach Morris. You know, timeout. Um, you can't get past it. Now, Kelly Kapowski, uh, she's done some other things, but she's just a gorgeous girl. So she could pretty much pull off any sexy role um, outside from being Kelly Kapowski. Um, then you had Jesse Spano, who she did showgirls and some other things. Yeah, It wasn't really great, and you can't get past it. Uh, Dustin Diamond, unfortunately, he was stuck with the dirty role. Um, so it was hard for him to shake that off and he tries to have some outlash on TV and reality TV and try to do something else, but they, they, they just can't shake it. It's got to be hard because you're an actor who wants to get multiple roles, but once your show's over, you want to branch out to something else and you can't, it kind of sucks, you know? So I feel sorry for those, um, actors who had such a great run, made tons of money, but now it's like that time has gone and passed and now you're just a relic of the past. It's got to suck. It's got to sting a little bit. Oh yeah. Gary Coleman was there too. Like he got to a point yeah. where if you came up to him and said, 
what you're talking about, Willis, he would damn near want to fight you. Uh, I could see that. I could see that because, like, you know, unfortunately, it's like a one-trick pony, and they try to switch it up and try to do different things. But eventually, you know, every show, no matter how great it is, has an end. Um, you know, if you have a good couple seasons, that's great. If you have anything past five seasons, you're pretty much embedded. Yeah. Like, you know, um, Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, you know, he's going to be stigmatized as being a Sheldon. Now, you can see him do some different things and might be serious, might be different, but, you know, he's always going to be Sheldon. Same thing with, um, you know, anybody off that show. Now, now it's more versatile. You can see these actors playing different things. Now we have so many different ventures. You don't just have like Orion Pictures or you like cinema or whatever. They have so many different ventures. Like, for instance, we have um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is a, a great example. He was the original Batman. Now, we had Adam West a long time ago. He's always going to be Batman in my eyes. But Michael Keaton, dude, he's done so much. He was Batman. He was Mr. Mom. Um, he was in the Spider-Man series. Um, dude, he was in so much Beetlejuice. And the thing is, like, he's so versatile that it doesn't matter what they put him in, he's always gonna be amazing. So, um, so it's just, well, I guess that's a, that, I guess that's a movie. I guess movie and TV shows are a little bit different. So, well, know. they are and they aren't. You know, like Christopher Reeve got kind of stuck as Superman after a while because that became his thing. You know, that's why. You know, with all due respect, like when Christopher Reeve got paralyzed, one of the jokes that people used to tell and they weren't I don't think they were saying to be malicious they were just saying because I thought it was funny was Superman can't walk yeah I know, you know? I know I know I've heard that stigma so many times too so you know I get it so he was stuck with that uh, Michael Keaton was able to rise above it because he had great acting roles but of course people always reflect back to Batman so sometimes it depends on the situation some people are able to get past and some people aren't like I'm and I'll go back to TV for a second like when I did an interview with Todd Bridges which to this day is the worst interview I ever did because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing um i asked him the question about what you're talking about willis because he also got it screamed at him because he played willis and i asked him like i know gary coleman had a problem with it did you ever have a problem with it he goes nah man i embraced it you know i mean it was tough for gary and i felt bad for him but you know some people they some people learn to embrace it because at first they don't want to embrace it because they don't want to be pigeonholed but then after a while they realize that getting mad about it you know they realize how crushed the fans are when they get pissed about it. Like I think Ed, o like Ed O'Neill did that. Like he, when he got famous as Al Bundy, so many people were walking by calling him Al Bundy and yelling, you know, catchphrases that he had. And he went, I'm never going to get past this. And at first he would kind of like ask people to stop and he would just see people get crushed. And after doing that a couple of times, he realized I'm being a dick. Like, these, I'm blessed to have this role. Like, right. th thankfully, he realized it while Mary with Children was still going on. Some of these guys don't realize it till years from now when all, when they reach a point where nobody wants to talk to them. I get it too. And the thing is, like for me, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my own experience. I'm not a movie star. I'm not a, uh, I'm, a I'm a podcast initiate. I guess I'll call myself that. But you know, I have the name of Elvis, which is you don't think twice about it. Your name is Elvis. Okay, you're named after Elvis. You get questions. You get, um, you know, did your parents like Elvis? You know, you have all these different questions, and your name is Vinny. No one's gonna ask you, "Hey, are you my cousin Vinny?" <laughs> like, you know, you don't really get that, you know. But with a name like Elvis, those are big shoes to fill, and you don't think about it because you don't think about it. You just say his name is Elvis. That's what his parents named him. But it's like such big shoes to fill, and sometimes when you tell people your name is Elvis, they think you're lying. I have to learn how to show my ID sometimes to tell people. 
I'm not lying to you. My name is Elvis. It's not weird. I, I mean, I keep telling myself it's not, but I remember when I was younger, I didn't care. But when I got to like middle school, high school, that's where it really bothered me because it, it just like, it was like nonstop, you know, it was just like ridiculous, you know, bantering of my name. But then I learned after a while, I was like, you know what, instead of like being angry about it and having stupid questions, I got on a joke, you know, I got in a joke myself. I made jokes about it. So that way it never hurt me. It got past it. And then it, my name became more powerful to me than anybody else. So it sucks at, for a while, but once you get past it, then it doesn't, it, 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 do you take the power away for them to hurt you? Then it doesn't hurt anymore. It's done. So people ask questions and I make a light of it. I make a joke out of it. I make something out of it where it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's my name. Um, your name is George. Um, are you related to George Washington? Um, or, you know, your parents must really like George Washington. It's stupid, but you know, it doesn't really make, you know, hold any water. So to me, you know, it, it sucks when you're stuck with that stigma or, you know, or when you're stuck with a certain thing. My thing is, my name is Elvis. The first thing to go to is the king of rock and roll. They don't bring up the Elvis figure skater. They don't bring up the Elvis soccer player. They don't bring up the Elvis uh, hockey player. Because um, there's a lot of them out there. Football players. A whole bunch of different places named Elvis. So they probably got the same thing. Hell, a couple weeks ago, I met a person. His name was Eric Presley. So... His name's not even Elvis, but his last name was Presley. So he got the whole Elvis treatment his whole <laughs> life as well. So I asked him, like, so how many jokes do you get about your name? And he goes, like, well, tell me this. How many jokes do you have about your name? And I'm like, touche. He's like, yep, we're in the same boat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I, I will say two things about that, though. Uh, the first thing was I remember when I did the, uh, the Don Geronimo show about five years ago uh, I used to make like multiple appearances on there and I talked about a story and I mentioned it was I mentioned about us like, yeah my buddy Elvis and they went you have a friend named Elvis and I was like I and people were asking me on the show and on Twitter whether or not you were a real person I finally had to go he is a real person I literally had to like at Elvis on Twitter like here's his Twitter handle this is a real person then El I think you went on like a few days later and go I'm real like, <laughs> like I had to explain to people Elvis is a real person like yes he is a real person this is the actual name like he didn't make this up and that was the first thing and the second thing is as far as the my cousin Vinny thing I get that at least twice a day especially when I worked in retail not a day went by when I worked in Home Depot or Lowe's when people would see Vinny and go hey my cousin Vinny and at first I used to hate after at first I kind of laughed because I liked the movie then after a while I started hating it because it was happening all the time then finally I just started I, when people would say that I would just start quoting the movie and half the time I wouldn't even say the Vinny lines I would say other people's lines because those ones I gravitated to more like the only time I would do like Vinny's lines if somebody had kids with them I said so what brings you and the two Utes into the store today and they would start laughing or I would say you know I would be like you know um, I would say like we got wheelbarrows in the back they're the same size and model tire because because Trotter was my favorite I love quoting him like they're the same size and model tire Ah. Identical. <laughs> I would do that, or I would say like, or I would do like, um, you know, Marissa Tomei's character and be like, "Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare!" And they would just start laughing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like they always ask me like, "Do you sing? Do you dance?" And I always say something like, "It's like, no, it's God's real, God's cruel joke. I can't sing, but I can't play a guitar just a little bit." Um, and sometimes when I really just don't care, just want to answer something, so I'm like, "Well, they're fans." Well. I'm like, they're fans, but they don't have like the velvet, the crushed velvet picture of Elvis in the background, but they were fans. And sometimes I bury, I bury the story, I bury the story and say, well, you got to keep in mind, my parents were Romanian. I was conceived in Romania. I came here when I was three months old. 
So they knew they were coming to America. So what they said was, hey, let's give him an American name. Because my name could have been Jorge or Vasile or Bogdan, but no, or Dimitri. But they're like, no, let's give him an American name. What's the most American name you know? And my mom's like, Elvis. <laughs> it's common, like George and John and Paul. And you can name me any bill you want. But like, no, no, no. They decided, no, we're going to go with Elvis because we love this movie so much. <laughs> I like that. I, so I, I, Elvis' name is common, like George, John, Paul, uh, Fred, um, Jason. No, 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 no. Let, let's like, no, no. let's let's name him Elvis and see. Just let's just sink or swim. Let's see what happens. I, I'm not gonna lie. If your name was Dimitri, that would be so badass. Dimitri. I'm Linsky, not gonna lie. That'd be a badass name. So if my name was Dimitri Dolinsky, they just call me Double D's. Double D, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's Double D. What's up, brother? Double D in the booch cast, baby. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, so now my initials are just, so it's Elvis Delinsky. So my initials is EV, or just call me Ed. But if everybody knows me by my moniker, aka LVD. Yes, it's, I love it. It's it's much better. Uh, so but by the way, do, you know, do you know how I came up with LVD? By the way, I got to hear this. It's funny because obviously I was a big fan of RVD. So you'd say RVD all the time. It's easy to chant three letters, whatever. But it wasn't because of that. Um, I had a friend in Florida. Her name was Debbie. We went to school together. And uh, I don't know what happened, but we were, you know, we'd sit there and go smoke and, you know, talk, whatever. We were good friends. We hang out after school, whatever. And I hang out in Florida. Close, one of my closest friends in Florida. Um, but she never called me Elvis. She never called me Dolinsky. She just called me LVD. And that's how it stuck. Okay, awesome. I like that. That's a much better story. That's a way better story. Yeah, it, it's not, it, I mean, it's not a lot better. And she, the thing is, she was so cool. So she was very artistic too. So I remember this one time she made the letters. Um, she made a little, she made like a little a banner with my name. It was E L space V E E, and then the letter D. So L V D, and I'm like, well, you just put E like L V D. She's like, well. Your name doesn't start with an L, so it's L V D. I'm like, well, my like in Spanish, it's like L Venera disease. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's not where I went with it, but sure, I'm glad your mind went there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That explains so, so much. That's how we got the moniker of L V D. L V D. Yeah, I like that. Um, but what I, I and I will say, um, like my name, I mine's not my. Basically, I was named after my dad. Um, that was kind of where my dad was going with that. Like he's Vinny senior. I want Vinny junior. Uh, but my mom wanted to name me something else. And my dad vetoed it immediately. Immediately. My mom originally wanted to name me Richard. That was going to be my name. And so I I got a question. I I got a question about your household. Okay. So, so when your dad's talking to your brother, does he go to him? He's like, and then your brother asks him, Hey dad, who's your favorite son? Did your dad ever say at one point, why do you ask, not Vinny? No, but it would be so fucking hilarious if he did. He's like, hey, dad, who's your favorite son, both in front of you guys? Like, why do you ask, not Vinny? (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't know what would shock me more. The fact that he would say that or the fact that I would be the favorite. Because I've always believed it was him growing up. Like, if you ask me, who do you think is the favorite, I would go Sonny almost immediately. Like, I would be shocked. If I was the favorite, I'd be in a state of fucking shock. But, of course, my dad goes the traditional route. I love my boys equally. He gives that line. But my dad wanted to name me Rich. My, no, my mother wanted to name me Richard. My mom's like, I want to name him Richard. My dad said, fuck that. And my mom's like, why? And he goes, and this is the exact answer. He goes, I refuse to have a son named Dick. That's not happening. 
So that's 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 the reason. That was the only reason. He had nothing. That's the only thing he had against the name Richard. The fact that the, the nickname for Richard is Dick. I'm not naming my. We are not naming our son Dick. That's not happening in a million years. That's never gonna happen. So that's the only reason. Gator, by the way, hates that story. But anyway, well, I, I have a Dick story. Okay. So we had this guy named Richard Luker back in Indiana. And uh, keep in mind, this is back in Indiana, not in Chicago, small little town. And uh, there's this kid. I was a senior, and he was a sophomore. And a super nice kid, you know, cowboy. He was a farmer. Uh, woke up earlier than anybody else to do some farm work before he came to school. Super nice kid. You know, respectable. You know, kept to himself. Funny kid, whatever. You know, I ran in my circle, he ran in his circle. But we'd see each other from time to time. We'd say hi, smoke a cigarette, and just bullshit about everything and nothing. We weren't really close friends, but we were friends. And um, I remember this kid because, uh, you know, it was my senior year. Me and my friend Steve were trying to figure out what we're going to do for our future. I know we are going to join the military back in 98 before we graduated. Like, we're going to go in the fall. So I remember uh, me and my friend Steve were in the park, and we were just sitting with our friends, talking, whatever. And then we see Richard and, uh, you know, Richard drove a truck. So we, everybody knows who, what, what cars you had, you know, like I had a geo tracker. My friend Steve had a Camaro, um, an older one. Um, uh, Richard had this, a truck. It was like this uh, Chevy S10 or something, whatever. It was a nice truck. It wasn't bad. But the thing is, like, you know, he come do it like after school, everybody takes a lap around town. Then they go to their respective places. Everyone wants to cruise around town. And uh, this one particular time. He was driving, it was a Friday afternoon, after school, so me and Steve were hanging out, you know, we were just in a bullshit, and, and then Richard, he gets in his truck, and he parks, and he sits there for a minute. We're like, okay, cool, Richard's here. That's weird, because usually he goes and does something else. So he sits there, and he sits there for about 10 minutes. Now, mind you, we're not paying attention. We just saw that he's parked, but he's not, he's not doing anything. We're figuring maybe he's just kind of sitting around and uh, waiting for somebody, maybe waiting for a girl, maybe waiting for a friend. I don't know. We don't really care, right? So we go about our business, and then, like, he's just sitting there, and he's looking at his hands, you know, and then he's looking at the steering wheel. So I'm like, and I talked to Steve. I'm like, Steve, what the fuck is going on with Richard? He's like, I don't know, dude. I'm like, well, he's looking at his hands. It looks kind of weird, right? He's like, yeah. So uh, we sit there for a couple minutes. We noticed what's going on, but we didn't do anything. So then a couple minutes passed. And finally, like, you know, this is bothering me. Let's go talk to him. So we do. So we go to the window. We knock on it. And he's, like, startled. He sees us, and he starts laughing. So he puts his window down. I'm like, Richard, what's up, buddy? And he, like, he starts laughing, like, uncontrollably. And I'm like, dude, what's so funny? He's like, dude, look at my fucking hands. They're so fucking big. And they're getting bigger and smaller. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, yeah, dude. It's like, every time I look at it, it's like, every time I talk, it gets bigger. When I stop talking, it gets smaller. I'm like, oh, my God. What's wrong with this kid? So I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. And then finally, one of his friends come out there. And then he parks right next to him, too. So we started talking, and come to find out, Richard was given acid after school. Someone had put some, uh, laced some acid or the drops, whatever, in his orange juice, along with his friend. They both did it together, but the thing is, Richard had no fucking idea he was tripping on acid. Oh my god, that is fucked up. So he's sitting there. Just like talking about, I was not, I'm like, so I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh no, my, my, I was driving and everything started getting bigger and smaller. So I had to pull over and I was kind of like listening to music, but then I just couldn't listen to music anymore because all the, it's like all the buttons were like, or falling off. Like 
like they're all falling off, but then they come back together. It's like they, they melt and come back together. I'm like, oh my god! So I had to coach this kid on how to take an acid trip. I talked to his friend. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? You need to get out of here. He's like, what were we supposed to do? I'm like, well, don't freak out. Remember, this is gonna be a fun experience, but park the car. And you see the woods out there? You guys need to chill out there for a while. You guys have water. You guys got cigarettes. You got everything you need. They're like, yeah. I'm like, you guys need to park the car over there and just hang out there. And no matter what happens, remember, you guys are just having a good time. Don't think of anything bad. Think of nothing but positive energy and have a good night. So we let them go. We'd leave. We go gone for a while. We do our regional stuff. You know, we go hang out at each other's houses, whatever. Back in the afternoon, we come back out for town. We come back down. They're still there. They are tripping balls. I think Richard's been like fucking like jumping jacks in the fucking woods. And then like uh, the other guy was sitting there just like on a floor looking at the sky. And we go visit them. I'm like, hey, what's up, Richard? He's like, what's up, man? Do you see the moon? It's fucking, it's, it's moving everywhere. It's bouncing up. It's bouncing down. It's moving all around. I'm like, yeah, Richard, the moon, the moon does that. When you're tripping on acid, it's going to be okay. He's like, dude, how, is this going to be forever? Is, am I always going to be like this? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you, when did you take it? Three o'clock? Well, what time is it? Eight, eight o'clock now? Yeah, but another three more hours. He's like, dude, we've only been doing this for five hours? I'm like, yeah, it's only been five hours. Like, dude, he's like, it felt like forever. I'm like, don't worry. It'll pass. And when you get done with it, you're going to go home tonight and sleep like a baby. He's like, okay, okay. And that is my Richard Luker sticker story because that dude never took acid, took acid as a friend. And if that was me, I would be so irate and mad. If someone had told me, I would have planned for it. But the fact that he had no plan really scared the crap out of me. Well, it would scare the crap out of anybody. That's crazy. Well, the, thing is, like, the reason why I liked him because he was such a nice kid, but his name was Richard Luker. And then when you put, if you're a kid, you put two in together, it's Dick Luker, Luker, whatever. So I know. I remember um, when I was in middle school, I had this science teacher. And I shit you not, I don't know her first name, but I shit you not, her name was Mrs. Lickman. Oh, wow. L-I-C-H-T-M-A-N Lickman. And it was crazy because everyone made fun of her name. Everybody. Like, we never did it to her face. But it was one of those things where you hear her name and you instantly stop, just instantly start chuckling. Like, you're kind of like holding yourself back. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. And the thing is, she's a nice woman. Very sweet person. I don't have an unkind word to say about her to a degree, but she was very, very nice. It's just that why would you teach middle school with a name like that? What, what, why would you have that name and go, I want to teach seventh grade? First of all, I mean, elementary school kids are immature, but they're, but they're only immature because of attitude. Middle school kids are immature of attitude and mind. They Go. That's why, like, when you look at sex ed classes, it's like it, that's like a struggle for every teacher because they know what because they know at some point they're gonna say the word penis and all the kids are gonna start laughing and they're sitting there going, Jesus Christ! Like, you know, at yeah. some point yeah. you have to say penis, you have to say vagina, and they're just gonna start laughing. But what was crazy about this yeah. girl was she loved animals more than anybody I know, and I say that because she loved animals in ways. I haven't seen anybody else. Like by that I mean if if a fly was buzzing around you and you killed the fly, you got detention. Like she was that serious. The only animal you were allowed to that was allowed to be killed in her class 
was a B. And the only reason that she made that rule was because there were kids in the class that were allergic to bee stings. If none of us were allergic, those bees could do whatever they wanted. But if a bee came in there, she would she would squash it, but only because if the kid gets sick, then she's liable because she's a teacher and shit. So she'll kill a bee, but everything else, you could not swat a fly in her class. It was automatic detention. She was that much of an animal lover to where she even loved insects. Like, for me, dogs, cats, that's about as far as I'm going to go. Yeah, I had a teacher in high school, which if you think that's a bad name in middle school, I had a teacher in high, in high school... Her name is Miss Heine, H-E-I-N-E, and oh my God, she was so freaking hot. And I was like, <laughs> you want to make fun of the name, but the guys, for some reason, they really make fun of her because she was so damn hot. We'd oh. say, oh, want to touch the Heine? That's the only thing like we really want to say because we really wanted to touch the Heine. She was so hot, and you want to make fun of it because it's so easy. It was like, it was one of those parallels in high school where... You want to make fun of her, but you don't because you think she is so hot that she wouldn't like you. Oh, yeah. I was never fucking such a conundrum. And I was like, oh, my God, Heine, 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 Heine. Like, we see here, like, you just say that. Heine, 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 ho. Like, you wish, you know? You want to make fun of it. It was anybody else. If she wasn't even that hot or something like that, that you would rip her apart, tear her apart. But because she was so hot, we couldn't make fun of her because she was so damn hot. I was like... I've never been stuck in a conundrum where I could sit there. I, I freely make fun of people all the time. Um, everybody in my school. I, it was free range. But for her, all the guys did not do – all the guys did nothing because of it. Yeah. and But, yeah, so so you had a few Billy Madison moments is what you're saying. But the thing is, like, we wanted to, like, we wanted to make fun of her, but we couldn't because she was so darn hot. I was like, oh. oh. I was never stuck in a conundrum. We make fun of people all the time, but we couldn't make fun of her because she was so hot. And must being teenage kids, seeing this, like, you know, mid-20s teacher who was, like, perfectly fit, short, I mean, well-built for a teacher. Oh, my God. She was like, because oh, yeah. you had all these old guys and old women. I mean, a home economics teacher was a fucking bus. All these different teachers who were just, like, old and just don't care anymore. And he had his young, sprightly English teacher named Miss Heine. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. we bet we. Can't. I guess in our minds we're like, if we fuck this up, we won't see her anymore. So let's keep it at a, at a minimum, boys. <laughs> so hot, want to touch so the Heine? Like, and, and the only thing we used to do is like we try, we try to. And this is you know us being guys, being teenagers, we yeah. try to figure out what color panties we'd have. So yeah. The only thing we'd figure out if someone was to see what color pants we'd have would be like code blue, code red, code black, whatever it was. If someone got a gr- glance of what color panties she's wearing, we'd say, all right, it's definitely code blue. It's code red. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was the only thing we had going for us because we couldn't make fun of her. But we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to sneak sneak a peek somewhere because she wore dresses, you know, she'd wear yeah. like, you know. You know, pants too, whatever. Whenever she wears a skirt, we're like, okay, we're gonna try to get a glimpse. We're trying to figure out what it is. Because uh, we were just horny little kids. Oh yeah, it's like pumping couches on a weekend. Yeah, it's like, dude, dude, I can see it down her shirt. Yeah, it's like you see that cleavage. Oh my god, show me where baby's feet. Amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, dude, look at the bra. It's like, dude, you look at. You look at bras all the time. Yeah, but not with the boob meat inside of them. Well, that's the thing, too. I remember, like, when you lived in Chicago, like, when um, 
in Chicago, I remember when I was like, a, you know, like in my teens, you know, obviously 16, 17, you know, I used to go to the beach every year. Women in bathing suits all day. I just didn't care, you know, when I was a younger kid. So I go diving on the side. Uh, I go swimming all the time. But as soon as I start noticing women and noticing their cans and their asses and everything else and start going to Lakeshore Drive, I used to just walk around the lake and just look at beautiful women all day. It was like, I was in one. I was like, oh my God, look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one. I'm like, oh my God, they're everywhere and they're wearing nothing. This is amazing. Yeah. Being a, being a young kid, I was so full of hormones. I don't know how I survived. Thank God for that icy cold Lake Michigan water, man. Cause Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, I had to douse myself. I'm like, like I should have brought a spray bottle for myself. Like, oh, but calm down. Yeah. I remember as a kid, we met this, uh, we met this guy that, that was like, you know, a multiple sex talking guy. And he said, he said, you know, when I was a kid, I got into the Falcons and then I got older and I got into girls. Then later on, I got back into the Falcons because kid, there's times when a girl won't fuck you, but the Falcons will always fuck you. And we had no idea what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> we're do, we like, do, do we do we now? Uh, I guess and we were kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> so you, you're telling me you fuck your ass. Falcon. Okay, man, you are weird. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Like the, you're gangbanging with football players. All right, <laughs> whatever your thing is. <laughs> then we started. Uh, then I started watching football, and I went, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> okay, I get it. Lena sucks. All right, we get it. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of part of this show, Vinny. I know we talked about our high school. We got off topic. We talked about Sean Connery. We talked about Alex Trebek. Vinny, I had a question for you. Okay. How caught up are you in the Marvel universe when it comes to the cinematic um, <laughs> field of Marvel? Well, I've seen all three Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire, and I've seen both Deadpools and looking forward to the third one. And that's about the extent of my Marvel experience. Oh, my God, Benny. Could you do me a favor? Get Apple Plus or Apple TV... Just watch all those damn movies, please. I mean, it'll take you like a week or two, or I mean, the way you're watching it, it'll probably take you a week or two. Um, dude, the whole series, phase one, two, and three, where you had like Iron Man and Hulk and Doctor Strange and all these people, you really get caught up on this train, man, this gravy train, because we're about to have a, an implosion of new series, uh, movies coming out, and uh, you'll thank me later on. You have to watch these movies. You have to watch them, because now... In phase four, and I'll explain to what phase one, two, and three is. Phase one, two, and three were the introduction of the stand-ups of the characters. So Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, um, Hulk, obviously. Um, and then the inclusion of the Avengers and then the psych parts like with um, Black Panther um, and you know Civil War and all stuff, all leading up until Endgame. So the whole premise of phase one, two, and three was to tell a story of the Affinity Gun. So now you got phase four, which is starting up soon, which is going to have like a, a Scarlet Witch. We're going to have, uh, not Scarlet Witch. Well, Scarlet Witch has a TV show that's going to be on uh, Disney Plus come January 2021, uh, which uh, it's going to be well, t- uh, well placed on Disney Plus. Tells the aftermath of Endgame and uh, Scarlet Witch, which is going to bring it to a new storyline. Uh, we're going to have Moon Knight come out. Um, I think Loki's going to have his new TV, sh- his TV series, which is going to incorporate, because now. The first phase, one, two, and three, took about 10 years to complete, or maybe more. I can't remember exactly. Now what they're doing is they're having all these little series spin-offs to introduce new characters, and have new spin-offs, and introduce a whole new storyline 
And get this. You know that um, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four were owned by Sony for like what seemed like forever and ever in two weeks. Do you know that? Yeah, I know Sony had um, massive ownership over these, yeah. And they did. Do you know why they had massive ownership of it? Because they, they purchased them? Well, yeah, so back in the mid-90s, Marvel was going through a phase where their comic books weren't selling so well. So in order to keep afloat, they sold their um, the likeness or licenses for their characters. So what Sony did, which I thought was pretty brilliant, but they hadn't really capitalized on it, um, except for gaming and toys. Um, what they did was they sold a likeness, and they said, okay, we can make Spider-Man movies, we can make uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men. So they bought the popular ones. They bought Fantastic Four, they bought um, X-Men, and they bought Spider-Man. And don't get me wrong, in the 90s, I mean, still to this day, they're pretty popular. But back then in the 90s, I mean, those four, except for Fantastic Four, they were pretty popular. You started making movies, but the movies were never great. I, I know you watched Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 with Tobey Maguire. I don't think those are my favorites. I think the one of Andrew Garfield, and the newest one, um, I think it's way better. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. There's yeah. nothing wrong with Tobey Maguire. I think he was great for the iteration of it. But I think they've grown to be so much better that it's way better now. Um, but now they got the licensing for Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and X-Men. So everything going forward is going to be all new, all different X-Men from what you're used to seeing. Same thing with Fantastic Four. It's going to be amazing. So if you haven't gotten the bandwagon to watch these new Marvel movies, I would definitely catch up right now because come New Year's, there's going to be so much different content on Marvel movies. And make sure you do watch it. I'll send you a list on how to watch the Marvel Universe from beginning to end. And once you see how it all starts and where it ends, it all makes sense. Okay. Because I've been hearing people, you know, going crazy over it. I just never got into the hype because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Robert Downey Jr., but Iron Man was never really – some of these characters I just never really got into. I will admit I saw a little bit of Thor – and I thought that Chris Helmsworth did a fantastic job with that. But there's just a lot of weird things here. Like, they turned Captain Marvel... Like, they took Captain Marvel and turned him into a chick, which I thought was odd. Um, they... What do you mean? Yeah, isn't Captain Marvel a dude? Are you thinking of Shazam? Well, I know there's Shazam, but what about... Isn't Captain Marvel a dude, or did I miss something? Captain Marvel, a long time ago, was something else. But they, they, they did that away a long time ago. So, Captain Marvel, the way you see her right now, that's been for years. Oh, Captain Marvel's always been a chick? Yeah, I mean, like I didn't know that. I seriously Marvel. didn't know that. I always, when I read comic books, I thought he was a, in the comic books. I thought he was a dude. Well, a long time ago, it was many, many years ago. But they switched it to a girl a long time ago. It wasn't just like in the past five or ten years. It's been a girl for quite some time. Okay, so this um, was so this was not one of those. Uh, this is not one of those PC snowflake things. It's oh, she's always been a chick. Yeah, like okay, you, I didn't you, know that. You know, I did not. I seriously didn't know that. Do you know? Do you know who Rogue from X Men is? Yes, I know Rogue. Yes. So, so when Rogue, when the way she got some of her powers was actually from Captain Marvel, which is the same character. Okay, so Captain Marvel gave Rogue the power to some of them, like to, flight and to kiss like people power, and put them in a coma. Like the strength of the flights, yeah. So Captain Marvel's the reason Rogue can kiss people and kill them, essentially. No, it's not that though. So Rogue's power is like when she touches, she takes, she, she drains the life force of that person. But in her earlier in her, in her earlier rendition of when her powers are first done, now they didn't really know how to write Rogue at first, but they just gave her his power. So they're trying to say that when she first got the power, she touched Captain Marvel. When she did though, she drained off some of her parties, some of her powers as opposed to taking her life force away, which stuck with her. Never since then has she been able to do anything else to do that. Now she does siphon off other people's powers. She can't siphon like so for instance, she could siphon like um 
imagine you have like a person like Iceman, right? So let's say Iceman was to sit there and to throw some ice shields or throw some snow at people. She could touch Bobby Drake or Iceman and actually control the power that he's doing and siphon it to where she can control it and make it lower. Um, she can't have it. But, so let's say you're, you're touching uh, Spider-Man with his spider senses. So if Spider-Man was to have his spider senses be tingling or whatever he does whenever he has his spider senses, um, or even for that wall, if for that instance, when he's stuck to a wall, when he's walking on a wall or whatever, if she was to touch Spider-Man, he, he'd lose a little bit of power. But at that, that same moment when she's touching him, she would have the same kind of sense where she could like actually step on um, the, the, the side of the wall. So she could siphon her powers. It won't be to the full effect because she's constantly draining and using their powers at the same time. Okay. All right, that, that's so, interesting. I I did not know that. That is so yeah, you got that, and then um and uh yeah, it's it's a lot of different things, but the phase four is me different. You have like one division, which is going to take place in January. It's the aftermath of what happened in Endgame. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, that should be pretty good. We have the Black Widow movie, obviously. Um, that's going to be a big one. Shang Chi. It's going to be great because um it's kind of like a Bruce Lee esque because when Marvel first made this character, it was based loosely on Bruce Lee, pretty much. A lot of different magic, a lot of different things. It's going to be great. Uh, Loki's going to have a TV series. My, the thing I'm looking forward to is going to be called the What If series. The What If series is something that has continuity in the Marvel Universe, but something that it's like, what if Spider-Man had not been bitten by a radioactive spider? What if uh, it was Aunt May who was bitten by it? Or what if uh, Punisher killed the whole world? Um, what if um, Professor X had the alien symbiote, Venom, um, instead of uh, Spider-Man. So the What If series is kind of like a who's who or what What would happen if this person had this? It's like what happened if Wolverine had the alien symbots? What if Deadpool? What, you know, so there's all these different things like What If series. What If series were a popular comic book back in the early 90s. And they always had these what if, what if, what if series. You know, it's not saying it's part of the continuity. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't retcon anything. But it always gives you a possibility. What if this person was to do this? Um, what if Doctor Doom held the Infinity Gauntlet? What if you know? What if Doctor Strange was a god? You know, what would happen in these scenarios? It's always a what if, which is awesome. Okay, wait, you're saying Deadpool's in this too? He's joining it. He's part of the Marvel. He's he's part of the Marvel universe. So wait, he's because I'm looking at because I went to the, I clicked the what if and I'm kind of reading it right now and I don't see Deadpool in the no 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 the the what if we don't know what's going on with it yet just it's in summer 2021 it's the what if series is always going to be a question of what if this person was to do that so the, the thing is with these what if series it's not a continuity it's not going to be a Spider-Man it's not going to be anything else it's going to be whatever subject they want to they want to tackle on it it could be anything really does it, does it tell you some kind of answer of what the What If series is going to be for spring? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's giving me the list of the cast of characters that are going to be in it. And they're mentioning, like, obviously they got Paul Rudd coming in as Ant-Man. Because that's, okay. you know, and they got uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Because apparently that's what he played. Samuel Jackson's coming in as Nick Fury. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's playing Thor. But I don't see anything here on either Ryan Reynolds or even the Deadpool character itself. Oh, no, 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 no. So, no, I was just describing what a what if series is. Oh, okay. Cause... No, a what if series is just a series of questions. If, like, it's a whole movie based on a question of what if this person did this? Or what if, what happened if Ant-Man had not taken the Affinity Gauntlet or took the stones off? You know, what if, uh, you know, Black Panther was taking over the world? Or what if Captain America was a secret spy for the Soviets the whole time? It's just a, it's a question. It's a peril. It's a question to see how that play out if that was true. Wait a tick. Hold on a second. There's an actual She-Hulk? That's real? Yeah. That's 
Bruce Banner's cousin, I think, or something. Yeah. yeah. Gained superpowers by receiving a blood transfusion from him. Holy shit, that was real? Yeah. I thought this was the character China made up for the porn. Okay, no. I did not know that. Yeah, she and um, Luke Cage started a business for hire thing, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, he's pretty vital. Um, yeah, there's a She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, saying that it, it's set to come out in 2022. Um, yeah. And so there's a be... lot of different things. We have a lot of different shows coming out that you're going to have like uh, Spider-Man. So, not, not Spider-Man, but like Doctor Strange into the multiverse. If you look into that one, Doctor Strange 2, I think that's where they're going to introduce Deadpool into that one too. And then Deadpool's going to be introduced to the X-Men series when they relaunch it with Marvel and Disney. And then after they, after they make the X-Men title, that's when they're going to start making X-Force. Okay, and I... Do you know what, you know what X-Force is? Well, yeah, I saw Deadpool 2. No, I'm saying like the real X-Force. Uh, uh, not the real X Force, no. But I just know that I know Deadpool's a part of that. So I assume Ryan Reynolds is taking place in all of this because you can't recast him. He'll suck. Well, no, he's gonna go in there. But like they have like Cable, Domino, Deadpool, Wolverine, Shatterstar. I mean, there's so many different people that are in this. So once they get their thing, I think Psylocke was even in it. So remember, you remember Psylocke? Oh my God, yeah. she was so amazing. Oh, she was amazing. Um, Wait a minute, I, I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. if this is the Marvel universe. Uh, I assume if he's if if uh, if if Cable's going to be in it, Thanos can't be in it either because the same actor, Josh Brolin, plays both those roles. No, but the thing is, like, well, I mean, Thanos is dead, so he, oh, okay, well, that's different. Then. All right, so Cable, Cable just do, could be a standalone to be in it, so they're going to team up and they're going to have a whole new thing, whatever. So if X Force takes off, you have Shatterstar, Warpath, um, Cannonball. I mean, X Force is pretty awesome. I thought. I mean, X Men was good, but I think X Force is going to be exponentially better oh yeah because uh, deadpool's in the hell have to tone it down a bit when it comes to his little eating greets when it comes on it but you'll see oh yeah um, but now's a good time to get it if you haven't gotten to the marvel movies now's a good time because um there's gonna be so much different things on there spider-man's gonna have little cameos for these um x-men movies i mean or for these um marvel universe stuff on here but i cannot wait to see spider-man's uh introduction to the sinister six i think we briefly touched on it a couple weeks ago we did um uh, but, um, but look into it though um watch the spider-man watch the new one with tom holland Watch the new ones, man. I'm telling you, they're, they are so freaking good. You're going to love it. The new ones right now, um, I think there's like two of them right now. Uh, Far From Home and Homecoming. I think Homecoming's first and then Far From Home is the second one. Um, I think the third one's going to come out soon. I, I don't, I don't well, know the name of it. I think it comes out a year from today. Well, I'm looking at the fa- I'm looking at Phase 4 right now, and apparently they've got Black Widow coming out in May of next year. they got Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings coming out in July. That's going to be amazing. That's gonna that's gonna be one of those things that no one knows about. Like I think the Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, it's gonna be a surprise hit, the same way Guardians of the Galaxy was. Yeah, they got Eternals, which is coming out in November. The Spider Man uh, Far From Home is coming out in December. Then you got Thor oh, no, Love. Far from, Home, Far from Home already came out. Oh well, the Far From Home sequel. Okay, whatever the sequel is yeah. to that is coming out in December of next year. We've got Thor coming out in February twenty twenty two. And then the one you're talking about, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, is coming out in March of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm looking at Spider-Man right now, so it looks like the way they have it, they have, um, I think it's called Home Run, really? Is that what it's called? Yeah, so I'll probably be... It's weird. When Doctor Strange comes out, when the multi-universe thing, multiverse thing comes out, I'll be like 35. Oh, yeah, because they're making a new Spider-Man. And I heard, and this is just this is just rumors, supposedly they're doing an Into the Spider-Verse, a live-action one, and they're going to have Tobey Maguire... Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland on the same movie. Oh, I'll see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, uh, to me, Toby, Toby is Spider Man as far as I'm concerned. So that I'm gonna be honest. Those, those other, if I do, if I do decide to do this, those the, the Spider Mans are gonna be the hardest ones for me to sit through. That's gonna be a struggle for me. 
Did you watch? Well, I got a question. Did you watch Into the Spider Verse, the animated one? No, but I've been meaning to because I know John Mulaney plays a pig. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I heard that John Mulaney plays a pig, a pig version of Spider Man. John Mulaney plays a pig spider, which I think is the best thing in the world. Spider Ham. (laughs) Spider Ham. It's like so in the movie, I have Nicolas Cage. He plays Black Noir Spider Man. Uh, I have Penny. Um, uh, Penny who comes from Penny Parker who comes from the future has like a robotic spider and they have like they tell stories like you know let's bring it back one last time um, I got bitten by a radi- radi- radioactive uh, spider and they start doing this and that whatever but when they tell stories John Mulaney tells his story he's like yeah I was bitten by a radioactive pig I sing and I dance I do my thing with my pants <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> And my daughter absolutely loves uh, Spider Pig or Spider Ham, whatever. It is the funniest thing ever. So they're getting to fight. I think he was fighting like a Green Goblin, but in the cartoon, he's really big. And then like uh, he's like, "What? Are you just a cartoon?" And then you know, John Mulaney's like, "You have a problem with cartoons?" And hits him with an anvil. <laughs> and that's and that's exactly how John Mulaney would say that. Yeah, like you got a problem with cartoons, and at the end, like he's a pig, whatever. So he's supposed to go back to his own universe. At the end, spoiler, um, he goes into his own spider form. He's like, "All right, Peter. Well, here's my hammer, just in case you need it. That's all, folks." (laughs) And and he goes like, "And he goes like, wait." He's like, "He's like, hold on a second. Can we even use that when we get sued?" (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something Deadpool would say. It was so awesome. Oh my but, god! Uh, no man. John now, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched these movies, you guys have to watch it. I think it's going to be. Um, you guys have been watching it. You guys have a lot of things to look forward to. And for Vinny, as homework, I know I gave you the BTE. You did it all. I'm proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Um, that, that you caught up and you finally get in. You get you got in on the inside jokes now. Yes, um, I I'm in on them, and I'm now we just, now we just get to torture everyone else because um at the time that we're recording this uh the watch party hasn't happened yet by the time you're listening to this it's definitely it's definitely already out um but I'm trying my goal was to uh try to bring some of those in there like if we're hanging out and if at any point somebody brings in like a wrestling insider term I was gonna do a pause the multiverse and just mention yeah. what it is. And I'm trying to get everybody else in on it so that way when I go unpause and I go back to just talking like I normally do, they're going to act like it's no big deal. But I know that whatever outside people come in, they're going to be like, what the fuck is he doing? Just because I don't want them to know. Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely – I'm totally doing that at one point. I am waiting for someone to set me up for that and I'm going to go, do (laughs) you? Just – it's like, it's like, man, I really like The Undertaker. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for that because, you know, The Undertaker. Because I, I, that's probably my favorite bit on Being the Elite is Frankie Kazarian going, do you? Especially when I found out the origin of where that came from. I don't know if I've told that on the Boochcast or not. I it did. We talked about it. It was like from um, Hardcore Holly. Yeah. Um, and then like how uh, he goes up to him. He goes like, hey, man. Uh, he obviously, he goes up to him. He's like, hey, man, I really like your interest music. He's sitting there doing like those little curls with the little rubber bands, whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, do you? And he's like, and he didn't. And then he found out later that they met years later when, because that was back when Frankie was like, paying his dues and going through a dark match and he was nervous to meet hardcore holly so because he's a new guy holly's not gonna really give him the time of day he said but years later after frankie had paid his dues like now him and hardcore holly are close friends he told that story to me he goes oh yeah i just thought you were fucking with me he goes why would i fuck with you i'm a rookie <laughs> it's a great story yeah but i just love that line do ya right <laughs> my favorite my favorite one was when they had a funeral for vanguard one and 
They're doing literally a eulogy. Everyone's standing up, saying a few words. Frankie Kazarian's got his sunglasses on and his head down. He's like, he's the only one like not buying into this shit. And the Bucks are up there giving their speech, and they were talking about like we weren't sure what um what religion uh Vanguard One follows. Personally, you know, I I I believe in Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden he goes, "Do you?" And everybody just like jumps up. And he's like, "Like Frankie, what the fuck?" He goes. We're doing a eulogy for a drone. Anybody see this crap? Like, this is stupid. Yeah. That was my favorite, do you? I love it. Another one of those 2020 deaths that we never talked about. You're right. Yeah. Vanguard one. Rest in peace. Rest in in pieces. Yes. Uh, Neo one is uh, honoring the legacy well. Oh, yeah. All right, Benny. Well, um, I think uh, I think we covered everything on this this uh, recap on here. Is there anything else that you want to plug or show or tell our beautiful fans at home what they can win? <laughs> oh, what they can win. Well, uh, we don't quite have any contests yet. Um, I will. I think there is one quick thing I will uh, plug here. Um, what about what about what about a free hug from Benny Bucci? Oh well, yeah, obviously. Well, free yeah, free hugs from Vinny Bucci. All you got to do is. Um, Comment below on what your favorite uh, part of this episode was, and um, I'll we'll arrange a meet and greet where I'll give out free hugs to people who. Um, listen to the show. I think my favorite part was when you told me about the steam house. That was my favorite. Oh yes, um, but me being personal. <laughs> well, I give you hugs anyway, so you know. Aww, look at you, Vinny. Yeah, we're always oh, giving out free hugs. He's not. Yeah. He's not scared of Corona. He's like, no, come. He's like, come here. Put your hands around me. Lower. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no Rona. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Right, Mythbusters. Well. Uh. So anyway. Um. But yeah. So uh, I will obviously, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we thank you guys for being a part of this. Obviously, we want you to um follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of it, yes. Uh, support the show through Patreon. Uh, All of it. Yes. And, of course, um, before we wrap up the show officially, I do want to give one quick plug here um, in case I don't get a chance to, to bring it up again. Uh, we have a – currently I have a, a friend of mine who is um, has a Kickstarter account going. Um, basically, uh, she's looking for um, – she's got like 77 pending contracts right now for her company. It's called Bondage Hot Sauce. Um, and she basically runs a hot sauce company and she was looking for people to, um, you know, give money to her Kickstarter to help out with her campaign. Cause she's, you know, in the process of paying back some investors, but she obviously has her own job. So she's working hard. So she's not sitting on her ass saying, give me money, but, uh, she's actually out there working. But if anybody's willing to help out, um, I, I, I did a promo for this at the very beginning of the show. Uh, but if you want, you can go to kickstarter.com. Uh, slash bondage hot sauce LLC. I have a link to it on the Boochcast uh, Facebook page for you guys to check out. Um, more information. I'll even play the promo again so you get more information about it. So make sure you check out the Kickstarter page. Also, as I mentioned before, support the show through Patreon. Check out our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube videos coming soon. Uh, subscribe to the Twitch. Follow us on Twitch. We got the Survivor Series video up there as well as other Twitch content coming soon. Things we can't really divulge right now because we're trying to keep them a secret. And uh, Elvis, you got any final things you want to say? Yeah, I mean, um, 
You can follow me at never mind, don't follow me guys. I, I'm the most boring person on Instagram. <laughs> I'm the most boring person on MySpace, on Facebook, on uh, I haven't touched Twitter in like six hundred and fifty five million years. Um you can follow me in real life. If you see me, just wave at me and say, Hey man, I like your show and I'll be like, Hey man, I like your car. Um just don't do it in my house. Don't peek through my windows. That'd be pretty nice. Um, <laughs> if you see me in a bar and you recognize me, buy me a beer. Um, that'd be really cool. So you guys could follow me to the uh, to the to the bar. You guys want to do that? And uh, you can watch my comedy special. I'll be having here soon. Um, it's just me telling jokes with Vinny next week. So if you guys stay tuned until next week and follow SoundCloud, I'll be here next week telling jokes with Vinny for at least an hour or two. So. Um, Hopefully you guys like it. Subscribe, tell your friends, and um, I need a beer. All right, and make sure you check out I Don't I Hate Mondays Part Two. And ladies and gentlemen, good night, good luck, and be good to yourselves because you know what? Self maintenance is important. Just make sure you have a rag, otherwise it gets everywhere.
That's just the way I am Sing me back home again To Monday morning